Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravishing flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Hi, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd, and with me, I have with me the ultimate light skin, Richard Derek Lotta. What's going on, man? I almost forgot your middle name. <laughs> I keep forgetting parts of your name, Rich. <laughs> this man trying to get rid of me, you know. Slowly but surely, you know. Oh, not much, man. Just, um, you know, about to uh, hear bust down this show, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Being terrified that the state is reopening tomorrow, apparently. Oh, man. So, you know, they're trying to get, you know, the ball back rolling out here. Dude. Apparently. Okay, Might be so- fans at shows coming soon, James. <sighs> yeah. Will you be one of those fans going? Fuck no. Come on now. <laughs> like, it's, it's so funny that I was guest hosting on All Things Elite with, uh, with Floyd because Floyd is just like, I can't wait to get out the house and go do whatever. And I'm just like... Get it how you live, bro. That's how you want. That's how you want to kick it. Go ahead. But me, I'm staying my ass in the house. Like, no, <laughs> no. This is ridiculous. This is dumb. This is stupid. Like, it's just a matter of time before the shit spikes again. And luckily, um, you know, a lot of Florida hasn't had to deal with um some of the stuff that's going to other parts of the country that's really bad. But shit like this is only going to lead to potential of it to really reach that point and then what you going to do is like oh no like I broke my arm what, what I'm going to do I suggest you tape that shit up homie because we got people on ventilators out here so yeah, you better I, take a nap <laughs> yes you better put some tussing on that damn shit yes exactly, exactly. all bad um, all bad you know, it, it's funny because like you know Oh, we have the rest of the world for examples, you know, of what not to do right. and what to to do at this point. And people right. still running around like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, let's, uh, you know, right? And it, it's look, like, at, look at California, like, like come outside. That second wave sitting, uh, you know, y- y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, 
when uh, Omar Epps is putting his stuff away in juice, and then that second wave, you close that that, that locker, and Tupac standing behind that joint, <laughs> staring right at you. That's right. what the second wave of the Rona is like right now. Right, and it's it's like you just look at all the stuff is going on, and you look at these like states with huge populations. Like Florida is, I think, the fourth most populated state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you look at California, is more people or whatever else. Size of the states are roughly the same, and it's like. You see what California did, and you look at what we're doing, and it's like, gee, I wonder what's I wonder what, what's going to happen if you, if you can open this shit back up compared to what California's done. Gee, I wonder. It's 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 very very frustrating, and it's like, and yes, I I too would like to get out the house and go you know do whatever I want to in life, but like that's not that's not really what the deal is right now. And so you mean is tell us, James, we won't catch you out there protesting. For your right to, um, you know, resume everyday life in no. front of the cops and yelling, and, no, and like pushing the, the police. And oh no, ho- holding the flag and no. all that. No, okay, no. <laughs> that sounds that sounds that sounds like a good way for me to end up on a t-shirt. <laughs> no, thank you. you. I, uh, no, nothing happened to any of those folks that that, that were doing that. Yeah, they're white. <laughs> 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 like they have a they have a you know that that Advantage. thing that they're that they're able to you know uh flaunt and flash on 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 the police like they work for them they don't work for me like all our taxpayer money spends is out of the same but they don't work for us that's funny oh man um yeah i watch obviously uh you know getting ready for Episode five and six of yep. the Last Dance, and last week uh, we're focusing on uh, Dennis Rodman and then uh, Jordan's uh, battles Phil- with the Pistons and Phil Jackson. Yeah, Phil Jackson. You know, yep. uh, before he went off, you know, the the reservation. You know, it, it, was that a Native American joke? It, it, it was. So, <laughs> you know. I've always think you know this man was talking about. I forgot it was something he said. He just had a way that he bonded with Rodman. I'm like, yeah, it was the weed, Phil. That that that's it, all it was. It, it was it was drugs. It, it it definitely involved some drug use. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I I think the thing that was um interesting for me is that Rodman is somebody that is so hard to evaluate from a standpoint of. Yes, we know he was a good player, a very good player. Um, I will stop short of saying great because my standard for great is a little different. Uh, but if you were to say he was a great player, I wouldn't argue. Um, but where I, you know, I always have this kind of like cutoff of like where that means as far or what that means as far as like you start comparing him to like the all time greats. Like I think I forgot where he ended up in Bill Simmons' book of basketball. He was in the top 100. I think it's like fucking absurd. I think he but, was 69 or something. Yeah, that's fucking absurd. Like he's not a better basketball player than Chris Webber. Get the fuck out of here. Or Chris Paul at the time. Whatever. Um, but Vince Carter, T Mac, whatever. Um, so I'm sorry, saying more names. Let's <laughs> start saying let's more more names. But whatever. I'm not gonna get through all. I'll get to all that. But the thing for me is just like it was cool to have to see the appreciation of why you watch him and they show all these cut ups of like. In his mind, he's he's using his hands to visualize like what went through his mind on how to on where to chase angles and what what is his mind like. He figured out 
positioning and where to be when the ball is in the air when someone shoots from a certain position you can see and when he does they keep showing the cuts and flash of him doing i go like here i go here and here because he's not really explain he's not really verbalizing articulating it well but you see his hands and you kind of get an idea of like what he means and it's like yes obviously with one of the great one of the you know two or three greatest rebounders of all time is a fucking genius when it comes to positioning rebounding and knowing where to read the glass and the hustle and heart to get to it or whatever else but like to see like the the thought that went into it in his mind at least you see him trying to articulate with his hand motions is like because he can't really put in the words it, it's like it's like it he's trying to put put he, yeah, he was trying to put like the genius like the thing that's obvious to him and it's not so obvious to everyone right. else that, right. that comes second nature to right. him is like he's trying to basically deliver it to, to those fucking novices or whatever like right. he didn't just end up by all those balls by accident yeah and the thing, the thing for me is like as somebody <laughs> that was that when he, when i play youth basketball i was always a big man so one of the things is like you want the ball go fucking get it off the glass right <laughs> so like i was always a person that prided myself on rebounding and I always was a person that was into the idea of somebody shoots from this spot on the floor. You pay attention to when this person shoots, if he's a person that shoots long, whatever else, and how that could, what that can mean for spots on the floor, or if you know where where to just get yourself a spot on the like around the rim to get yourself a position to, <clears throat> regardless of wherever it bounces, to get yourself a good guess of where it could go. And it was cool to see someone as a fucking genius at that. Um, try to explain it, and I, I. It was weird because like while he's doing, saying, and doing stuff, and he can't articulate the words. Like I kind of got the gist of what he meant, and it was right. like, "Am I crazy here, <laughs> <laughs> or or what?" But it that was really cool. And then to hear the story that like I didn't know Rodman's story like this to where like he didn't play basketball until he was like twenty. Twenty, yeah, yeah. I I've I've like researched Rodman like heavily. Like he's. He has a fascinating life, right. to say the least, right? Yes, very and- interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Brian A. Rosillo, yeah. Bill Simmons. Yeah. Um, the, the the fact he doesn't play, and he's at, like, Southeast Oklahoma State. Right. Like, what? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, where is that? Does that, that, that still has exist? to be a community college. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, talking about how he was a Piston, and then they talk about the collapse of the Pistons, and... Um, you know, uh, then how he ends up as a bull, like they stole him, like for like Will Purdue, uh, <laughs> like yeah. in a trade. And yeah, uh, one thing, yeah. They, I, one thing they didn't really touch on is the fact that like they got him for nothing and why they got him for nothing. Like he completely. I, I, Tanked his value. I, I he ran him off himself. I would say he was, he affected, he basically did like what's whatever the line is above saying someone sabotaged. Like he effectively sabotaged David Robinson in that 95 playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like, dude, he's what's wrong with this dude? He needs to go. Like, I don't know if he's going to be in the league. And then the Bulls take him and you're just like, oh no. (laughs) And sure enough, that oh no turned into three more, uh, three more title runs. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, you're right. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but then you know the the other side was that you know the Bulls going through you know eventually facing the Pistons and losing over and over until they finally you know hit the gym you know lift some weights and and grow into you know their 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 bodies you know and, and start developing and then they get them out of there and then you know you get Isaiah Thomas's point of view who I'm kind of beginning to sympathize a lot with Isaiah is just seeing a lot of the 
you know, stuff over the years, you know, remove his Knicks tenure. Not talking about that at all, right? Why, why would I remove his Knicks tenure when that man was at the front lines of the Me Too movement? Why would Correct. I? Why would I, I remove I'm, that? Well, I'm not removing it. I'm just not talking about it. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> I, I don't no. mean okay. areas where okay. I sympathize. I want to make that very clear, okay. you know. But um, it just reminded me, like, and seeing all the documentaries and all the books I read, and you know, Van Stats aren't always kind, to Isaiah, but they're not. He was a fucking dog. Like he was a dog, a a person who um, I've watched on ESPN Classic a million times. Game six, eighty-eight NBA Finals. He fucked his ankle up. Was it twenty then points in the quarter? Twenty-five points in the quarter. Uh, man turns loose to a human fireball. Like the best, like kind of you know example I can kind of give, like in a losing effort. I, um, it was kind of like reminded me, like like if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know if you guys remember twenty twelve finals when Westbrook scored like forty three and he was just a cyborg, but yeah, they still lost the for most most field goals made in the finals in that game, and then like he ended up choking away at the end, but he was incredible for like forty forty six minutes of that man of that game, right? And and just knowing like, all that stuff about Isaiah, and then think about like why would Isaiah like he spent essentially like the last you know, 30 years essentially being told that, you know, like, fuck whatever your contributions were to basketball. You weren't on a dream team. You weren't all this other stuff. And it was just like, fuck, you know, from Isaiah's point of view, he's going to look at it like we beat Larry. We beat magic. We beat Michael and no one gives a fuck because, you know, of various reasons. And yeah, yeah. But the part that you're glossing over is like some of those reasons are like his own doing specifically his doing. Well, well, like, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. so like that's the thing, right? So it's funny because we were talking about Isaiah this week, um, it's different threads, and also like Draymond. And it's like your mouth got you into these situations. What level of sympathy am I supposed to have for you? You're an asshole at certain points, and your assholeness got you the hands you were dealt. But it's like some people, people, people I know, people I understand, pick and choose on the assholes. No, no, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is. I understand the fact that you feel for these people and like, I don't begrudge you for feeling that way for the people you rich, particularly me. My point, my point is I don't give a damn because you made your bed like that. And I don't feel like I should, I, I'm a bad person for, for giving a damn, not giving a damn about you. You did this. It's, you're on your own. I wash my hands of you. If, it, if people feel bad for you, that's because of the kindness of their heart, not because you deserve it necessarily. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the way that history looks back over, like, Isaiah and the Pistons by association, essentially. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you catch the Celtics kind of as they're coming down, you yeah, know. Uh, you, you you catch the Lakers, like, as they're kind of on fumes. But, and then you catch the Bulls, like, you fight them kind of in their, you, you shepherd them until they're coming of age, essentially, and then they get rid of y'all. And then everyone's just like, you know, fuck y'all. Like, y'all out of here. What, and what draft was uh, Lynn Bias drafted in? 86. 86. That's yep. another part about it. It's like, y- y- y'all got, y'all, like, Burr's back goes out. Reggie Lewis in the car accident. Uh, Lynn Bias fucking dies. It's like, y'all were, nev- y'all were, y'all were never, <laughs> never. Going to make it out the east, and then like y'all had a bunch of shit break your way, and hats off to you, and y'all still beat the Lakers. And honestly, like 
you know, uh, I feel like a lot of the reason why people don't give, um, don't talk shit about like the 88, no, 89 finals when it came to Magic getting hurt was because like what happened the year before, like you mentioned with the, with the Isaiah game. Yeah, it's like because the, like they swapped the each other's titles. Right, right. Right. Which is fucking hilarious. Like when you yeah. think about this decade, like, <laughs> like the, the Warriors and Cavs and yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, uh, and, and but but the thing you know circling back to Isaiah is like yeah. the the six foot point guard that yep. like won mm-hmm. that was the best player that 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 that's ultimately what it came down to like me when I was like thinking about him this week was like yo everyone that you know you can you can say is better than him like a Chris Paul or or anybody like think, that they ain't never I, won. I don't like, think I, people I, I don't think people really think that what I with Chris Paul is better than Isaiah but I mean because I, I don't but and I know most people that I. I don't think anybody thinks that. I think people think that he is the best proto, quote unquote prototypical point guard since Isaiah. Mm-hmm. It, but it's like, like he's more respected, dude, like it, yeah. amongst his peers. It, so like yeah, he, I get what you mean. It's like he ultimately won and, and doing it in a way that has hasn't wasn't done before that, mm-hmm. and I don't think was really done after that. I mean, you could say the next Detroit team, but. Chauncey Billups wasn't no fucking Isaiah Thomas, no, not at like all. so. It's like I, I don't know. I I think you know they they're the the Pistons are on a, a the wrong side of a lot of different things. So whether yeah. it's the Lakers, whether it's Jordan, and then he's him and Jordan, they're always gonna have smoke because Isaiah's gonna look at it like I beat you three out of four times, and then everyone loves you. You're an asshole, just like I'm an asshole, but they just love you and love your assholishness. It just adds to the legend. So. I, I I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm just like kind of and, reevaluating and Isaiah of, of a evaluator of NBA talent as I am too. Correct. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, it, there's definitely like, a yeah. lot of that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was it was all really fascinating. Like seeing that episode come together. Of course, they start talking about how Phil Jackson was was you know screaming the take over the team. Doug Collins already knew what the fuck it was. Yeah. Um, the, the newscaster with the line, you know, if you're getting ready uh, for work this morning, your name is not Doug Collins. Yeah. What a way. <laughs> what a way to be introduced. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's funny because another part that I thought was funny with Phil, with the, uh, I almost said Phil Collins, the Doug Collins stuff is that um, when my favorite athlete of all time is Randy Moss. And it's, it, it's funny because like after they had their first coach, like Jordan had his first coach, and then uh, Denny Gr- Dennis Green with uh, the Vikings, and then like they get the second coach, and it's like Doug Collins and Mike Tice, and they both basically like came to the same conclusion: is like we have the best football player, or we have the best athlete in our sport in the world, like in the world. Let's like empower them and, and and like give them the ball and let them do whatever the fuck they want. So it's like when it's. Jordan going nuts and and like you can see the pride you can see like Doug Collins like beaming with pride talking about like when I was uh, the coach for Michael Jordan he became he won the scoring titles he was MVP multiple years he was Mr. Player of the Year and he won dunk contest he have you ever heard an NBA coach talk about a player's dunk contest I no. have never no I, I ain't never heard nobody take no credit for that right. so, so, so was Doug in there you know working with him in the gym and right. saying this is what you need to do Michael you know I, do it like this watch me first I'm 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, demonstrate it, go right. up there and, and do it, and then you just do what I do and you'll win. Right. And like the way he was talking about it, it reminded me of like, oh my god, this is like Mike Tice talking about like the Randy ratio. And like, we are going to dump we are going to pump this ball to Randy Moss as much as we possibly can because this is the most transcendent like offensive threat we've ever seen in this in the history of this sport. We are going to give them the ball as much as possible, which is like that makes all the sense in the world, doesn't it? <laughs> you have Michael Jordan. Go out there and try to score 40 every single night. Like, that makes so much sense to me. I, I don't know, but, you know, that's how, yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. So, when they, when, like, they're talking about all that, and it's happening, I'm thinking that parallel is like, yeah, that makes sense. I would, I would, like, Doug Collins, and you hear, you see Jordan, like, he's so, uh, he's, you can tell he's still f- so fond and has so much love for, Doug Collins and like that's the why he ended that up as that Wizards coach, right? That's exactly right, and you can see how happy he's like, yeah, man, like you know, Doug Collins so into it, like he would, you know, he would end up in the games and he he would sweat through the sweat through his suit and be like, was he really sweat through his suit? And then they show him pregame sweat through his suit. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, Doug really wanted it, and you know, they talked about uh, you know the the Elo game or whatever else, which was funny because this is the first time we see Ron Harper, I think, in the, yep. the docu docu series so far. And it was funny because, like, I'm watching, I'm thinking, like, isn't 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 Ron Harper on this team? And it's sure enough, they cut to it and it's like, yeah, the, the person who's best guarding me would have been Ron Harper. And then like Ron Harper's like, I'm a guard him. And then like the coach is like, now nah, I'm gonna go with Elo. And he makes this classic face and he goes, Yeah, whatever. Fuck this bullshit. And then they just won the, <laughs> they just won the highlight of him just, you know, destroying Elo. Or not destroying him, but you know, catching the ball, running past him, hitting the foul line jumper. Yeah. And, you know, that's you know, one of the historic, like, iconic images of Michael Jordan. And it's like, you forget it's like or not maybe you don't forget, but it's like, oh yeah, that was a first round game. Like it's a first round jumper, like you think about like what that means back then compared to what it would mean now, because people would be like, that don't mean shit. Like mm-hmm. people would like when Damian Lillard hit that, uh, that, that series in there against the rocks in 2014. I remember that because it was an incredible shot. People weren't going to talk about the legacy of, 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 uh, no. of Damian Lillard because of that. Like we are so, we are so, so hypercritical compared to back then. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what they was thinking back then. You know, just it's a real simple game. You know. <laughs> so uh, from there, they talked about the piss and stuff, and how he was out here getting his ass laid out because they they want to play football instead of basketball, and the league was you know allowing that bullshit to happen, which is like ridiculous. Um, and it like foreshadows like the next fifteen years of basketball. <laughs> like the the game is so fucking disgusting to watch. Or bat or hard to watch because like they're not playing basketball, they're playing football or not football, but like they're they're not trying not they're not using their skill. They're trying to just beat the shit out of each other. And like, why would anybody actually like this? Uh, uh, unless you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've never. When's the last time you watched or went back and watched like a pre two thousand four NBA game? Was it the Kobe um... stuff? Yeah, I, I'll throw on some stuff so while I'm working at home too. I, I threw on actually some um, some year 2000 Lakers on, mm. uh, but you know I'm not seeking anybody else out. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I just like I was thinking because um, you know Bill Simmons and Drusillo are doing these like um, rewatchable um, Jordan things, the Jordan games, and like you know early to mid 90s like memorable basketball playoff games. 
And I was like, maybe Rich, me and Rich could possibly do that on one of these weeks where like we absolutely have nothing to talk mm-hmm. about. And I was like, what game would I actually want to watch from the nineties that doesn't involve Michael Jordan? And I'm like, I guess game one of the two thousand of the nineteen ninety five finals, the Nick Anderson game, maybe like uh, I, I don't know. Maybe like one of these games where like a king just like takes Apple's soul, right? We'll watch, uh, watch Reggie Miller, you know, light the garden up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Notice how all these things involve skill, shooting, offensive excellence, and not know? like yeah, I want to see these dudes run into each other or somebody try to drive the lane and someone try to take their head off with a clothesline. Like, yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to watch this, this Knicks Heat seventy-seven to seventy-six geez. final score. Ugh, disgusting. Um, but yeah, like they they go through that and then they start talking about like the, the no handshake thing after Jordan came back and with Scotty, they got tougher and, um, but all the time they're going back and forth and they're also talking about the Rodman stuff and Rodman's upbringing and how Rodman kind of came through slowly as a quiet guy that became this like sensation as a defensive stopper and, um, versatile player. And then, you know, talked about how he started dating Madonna and then like he dated Madonna and it was kind of like how Rich talks about when like rappers date Erica Badu about like you just you completely just change your mindset and that might not necessarily be for the best for your actual like home or your your, your day job or whatever else. Um and they talked about they the they, rocking one of them hats, you know. <laughs> that, y'all know what hat I'm talking about. After and you start uh the thing about the hat you used to see common show up in in the light video. Basically you like, know? basically it's a fly version of like a paperboy hat that like seemingly every nigga from the Midwest or the uh or from up north like wore in these music videos in like two thousand to two thousand eight six it seemed like like any of these off-brand niggas it was like you're doing like you know soul instead of contemporary r&b like all yeah. of them had the music soul shall i had one of them joints so yep. if you catch my drift like the roots like black <laughs> like black thought definitely rock dozens of them to, to joints you know I exactly what i mean hat. i have yes. never rocked the hat i've never owned I, one of those you was too young you yeah. was too young if you miss me if you were ten, if you were fifteen, ten years older, you would have had one of them hats. <laughs> Come for the wrestling, stay for the culture. Like, like you, like them niggas always had them hats. So like they were just waiting to like break Jill Scott's heart. Oh my god! <laughs> like. You can see them like, oh, I see we, I see you. You like you finna be like the the male interest in one of these uh, what's her name? Angie Stone videos. That's what. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Jordan, right? Okay. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, or Madonna influencing yeah, Rodman. Rodman, and t- they they skip past super fast past the uh the San Antonio stuff because that should that should have been like yeah. He was they, in a, they, like that was almost in his career. Some time they, yeah. they should have talked about Ramen, uh, you know, skipping out on NBA Finals games, which they still might, you know, to go to WCW oh, and, yeah. and shit like that. So yeah. we'll see if they if they bring that part up. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Um, then I, you know, I, I want to know what Michael Jordan thinks of the wrestling. He probably thinks worse of wrestling than he thinks of rap. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> he deserves to. So. Uh, then they t- then they talked about the the suicide scare thing with the the gun and the 
in the missing whereabouts and he's in the parking lot, which like for me as a person that watches football, like at the time I was a kid, so I didn't really, you know, think twice about it and it happened so long ago. But then like rehearing listen to that again and then like thinking about like uh Javon Belcher uh, used to play for the Chiefs, it was like, yo, this could this could have been really bad. Mm-hmm. Um or whatever else. And then, you know, he ends up on the Bulls and the thing is like he's a consummate pro and like when he's in the facility and then he's out the facility and anything's liable to happen, right? Uh and then they talked about the about they flash forward to the ninety eight season about how like, you know, they were struggling at, at the beginning of that season because Scotty is off because he's uh took this, he got decided to get surgery um basically and not mess up his vacation as he called it or his summer off or whatever else so he got the surgery late um because he's still pissed at management and he talked about how sounds like something that was that was uh fairly common around those times you know i could i could recall uh you know Shaq. i knew you know (laughs) uh so uh from there but it wasn't a problem management just like i i just don't feel like getting the surgery now. Like, I'm good. Like, I don't feel like playing the season. That's pretty much what Shaq was on. Shaq's like, I'm good. Kobe, you want it so bad, go get it. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> um, so, then, uh, oh yeah, so then from there, um, they, they talked about how Rodman had got himself <clears throat> teched out of a game, and Jordan was furious, and then, like, they basically made up later um, without actually saying the words, I'm sorry, or I apologize. Just whatever they just like swash it there and then from there like robin became like the secondary dude that that jordan relied on while scotty was gone and then they went on some run after that uh until scotty came back and then like the second scotty came back robin was like i mean i'm tired of being this good citizen I, i've held up the fight so we can have this good sketch just have the good record or whatever else but like i need a vacation i need i want to i want to be weird again let me be weird mike let me be weird scotty let me be weird phil and they decided well what 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 do you what do you want we're in the middle of the season what the fuck do you want dennis and then it's like well can i like get a little vacation can i get a little time away can i need some space and they're like space we're in the middle of the season what are you and he's like how much time do you need a week we can give you a week. We got games. Well, can you give me. Well, give me what you can give me. Forty-eight hours. He's like, if that's what y'all can give me, then that's what I'll take. And then it's funny because you see Jordan. It's funny because like clearly this is a thing that they were talking about for a while between Scotty, Mike, Phil, Dennis, and that. They're sitting. They played a video of what Jordan's thoughts were to the other three. And all of them are dying laughing because Jordan is like, I told him, don't get, don't do not let this man leave the reservation, quote unquote, because once he leaves the reservation, we're not gonna be able to find this fucking guy because he's, <laughs> he's, he's liable to lose his mind. And Jordan, you know, Jordan, is, they're playing this probably because like, you know, Jordan was bitching about giving him this time off or whatever else. And sure enough, they say they let him go. And then they show the, the the counter of like the time going by hours, and all of a sudden it says four. He says hours passed to forty eight hour time, or whatever else. They said that Jordan had to go to go to Vegas, <laughs> get on get in the hotel, find where he was at, knock on the door and get him. And the person and find out that like 
He was chilling with uh, Carmen Electra, hiding from Michael Jordan as Jordan's knocking on the door, telling him he need to get his ass back to training or to, to the facility or whatever else. He's like, "Yo, this is out. This is outlandish. This is wild. It's like, Boy, this is like if this that is, was on Twitter. Yeah, this is like 1990s. This is like 1998. Eight. This is 1998's version of like Black Hangover, the movie. It's like we got we got this crazy dude. He's fucking lost. We got to find him." And he's in Vegas, and we gotta find him. And it's like you have, you know, a certain amount of time to go find this dude. And that's pretty much what it was. And they bring him back, and they're thinking, like, you know, oh God, he's been going doing God knows what, doing whatever drugs. We don't, we have no idea. <laughs> he's probably out of his mind. Like it's crazy how they. Dennis Rodman would not have passed a wellness test. No, no. Well, he would have because there's only like four a year. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like the WWE wellness test. Oh. Do we think that the WWE's uh, wellness test is better than the NBA's? You know what? I'm not confident in that because they get I they mean, actually catch people for for PEDs or for weed or for you know any, any other recreational drugs. Like with WWE, there were like there was like a long time where no one was getting caught, and you've heard stuff about like you know the weed uh, tax and all this stuff too. So I don't know. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think uh, they're both. I think they're both like you know stupidity tests more than drug tests. E- both right. of them, either way. But yeah. Um. So then it's crazy how how like hyper competitive the NBA is, or how tough it is because like back then they're talking about he's been gone for what three days. We don't know what kind of condition he is. He's in, so we're going to do running drills to get his win back after being gone for only three days. That's crazy. So. They're doing the the, uh, the Indian run where, you know, you have people in line or whatever else or in a group, in a pack, and they're running. And the person in the back has to run to the front, and then the person, and then once that person gets in front, then they go, you know, over and over and over uh, while they're running in place. And Jordan basically like, man, I'm not finna kill myself over some shit that he did. Hey, f- uh, hey Steve, start this shit off slow. And they started off slow, and then all of a sudden it was time for for for, for Rodman to get past. And Rodman has fucking hoodwinked all of them, and basically sprints past all of them, and they all try to chase after him to be a, out of mad more than like laugh at all. But I think it's one of those things where it's like now that time has passed, it's funny, and we can talk the story about like he was gone for you know two days, but he was still in shape and still had his mind on right. So it, it, and then like they show the video of him like at some um has some uh workout machine and he has a Gatorade cup and he looks at the camera and he goes he shakes the cup he goes kamikaze like that man is dry here drunk working out rich <laughs> this is not water like, yes. <laughs> yes sounds quite interesting right yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah, I I I I found it thoroughly compelling and I really think that like it this is a good illustration of like what how crazy it was to be Rodman. Like Rodman was in the, t- a bit in the Tyson zone, um, you know, it, when he was with the bulls in that run. And like, you forget that because like, n- we talk about like all the stuff that's around LeBron and the joke, you know, the Durant joke about the toxic, the toxic environment that's around LeBron. There's, so environment. Much, there's so much stuff around him. And it's like, Jordan involved had all of that plus plus more because the bulls were a bigger deal. Cause you know, obviously the, the, you know, um, there were more more eyes on Jordan at the time because of you know far less options of TV or whatever else. But like that was a that was a that just shows you like the kind of stars were like this is the third best player on the team. This is a dude that is not some flashy scorer. This is a dude that is a, for lack of better words a goon, right? He is he is a role playing creep 
and he was also a gigantic star. And that's you can notice. You can also look at what he did in wrestling to try to show you like him away from this drew a lot of eyes too because he's out here like people had no idea what to make of him because like you know the wedding dress and the cross dressing and people constantly asking in the nineties if everybody's gay for some fucking reason like it's it. It's hard to put into words bad things. I was, I was younger, but like, yeah, this dude was a fascinating person um, to a lot of people. Um, so I don't know what Rosillo and, you know, Simmons are talking about. Like, I get what he mean. Like, maybe he wasn't an interesting interview, but like, that doesn't mean he's not interesting as a person. It just means that he's not interested in giving you what you want. Um, but yeah, um, I, I can't wait to see what they do for episodes five and six tonight. Apparently, uh, episode five is a Kobe Bryant dedication. So if they end up showing, you know, him versus Mike in 1997, when Kobe ends up dropping 33, I believe Jordan has 38, and they put it to the right music. Is that the Sunday the right, NBC game? I think so. It's on the Bulls' home court. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I just hope I ain't over here crying or nothing, but, (laughs) um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because, yeah, uh, Black Mama gonna be on this one, so. Yeah. Um, so, this is a wrestling podcast, so it's time to talk about wrestling. Um, this coming Sunday, we're going to get a WWE pay-per-view, Rich. Shit. No, is it this Sunday? Next Sunday. Yeah, it's this Sunday. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. May 10th. Yep, May 10th. Um, Money in the Bank. This is the second year where they have decided to try to jumpstart the post-Mania season, um, where they have put Money in the Bank right after WrestleMania. Last year, it didn't really work that well. A lot of that had to do with the the, um, the fact that their storylines going into WrestleMania were so kaput to a lot of people that people were just, after WrestleMania, just left. Um, and then you had the stupid... The stupid... Um, wild card rules, wild card bitches, and um, now that's enough of that. Let's talk about now. Um, we are doing money in the bank inside of the Titan Tower, and we are running both the men's and the women's money in the bank matches at the same time. And they're both starting on the ground floor of the building, and it ends at the top of the building. I don't know what's going on. I'm assuming this is going to be like an hour worth of uh, cinematic wrestling. Um, this could either be great or this could be awful. Um, I doubt it's going to be anything in between. And I don't think it's just going to be this one shot deal. I think it's going to be like, all right, here's some of the match. Now we're going to go to watch another match, a real match. Bailey versus Tamina, and we will keep you updated, you know. And then we'll come back, like kind of like you know the the parking lot brawl at WrestleMania twelve, with, yeah, yeah, with Roddy, Roddy Piper and, and Gold yeah, Dust. Piper and, and Gold I Dust. I think that's in play. Um, You're right, I, it could be. Um, right. I I don't know if that's the case. I thought I saw something like that, but um, you know during the crazy time, you know I think the Money in the Bank concept has run its course. Years ago, I've talked about it, you know, several times. I think it's just kind of you know. I, I, I'm desensitized to all these. I can't really remember them. So if they, they want to do this like in a, and do it them both at the same time, it seems like a lot of people to be gathering around a lot of like, you know, action to try to capture with cameras. Seems yeah. like kind of difficult, but I'm willing to like, you know, let it give them a shot because like what else? Like I, like, I don't 
I, I don't need an empty arena six person ladder match. Um, yeah, I, mean, I to me is like the second or third best match of WrestleMania this year was a six was a three person ladder match. So to me, it's like I don't know if this. I mean, obviously they want to switch it up, and I don't begrudge them for switching it up. But it's for me, it's like you you kind of took you know the the you know you had two birds or sorry uh, you you took the bird in the hand and you decided to put it out take it out your hand like who knows what you're gonna get on this and you know like with them like they won't try to spruce this up with editing in fact their editing will probably make it worse yeah i'm looking for something to like some some type of you know what happens in the crossover if all these people are going to be in the same place at the same time right um you know what men and women start trying to link up and help each other or something like that like does daniel bryan go on a, on a ladder and then like Shayna baszler push him down to help someone else win or uh or naya or something like that like i i feel like just fuckery's afoot like i feel <laughs> like naya Jax is like gonna win um <laughs> and i feel like you know i don't know what you know, well, let's go through the competitors. Um, so in the uh, women's, uh, they've got Oscar, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. Um, it feels like only three people can win that match. Like either Nia, Shayna, or uh, or Oscar. I, I mean, that's also the f- reason why like they had a. A three-way match scheduled, and then they decided not to have a match because they didn't want to beat any of the three, right? Um, on Monday, so the company that tells us wins and losses don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, since when are they ever giving a fuck about beating Oscar, right? Um, so I, th- I think that. I-, I mean, I almost feel like, given what happened at WrestleMania, like they're just going to give it to Shane and have Shane eventually catch in on Becky. Because, like, that makes the most sense, right? Like, they they have yet to play the... Uh, they have yet to do the Nia versus Becky match. Um, they've teased it or whatever else, but I don't think they actually did it, and I don't think they ever promoted it. So, they can always go back to that of, you know, I I broke your face, and, you know, they, when the little bit of heat that Nia tried to get, gather from that until she, like, kept doing these promos that, like, no one's people stop caring about but like it's been a year they're, they're gonna try to redo back. that of course they're they gonna, are yeah. so i think that it would make the most sense to like if you want Shayna to win to win the title eventually because you've kept pushing her after she you know super super hard and she lost one time um and becky's been the champion for over a year now you could in theory do the naya match and play off of the you know she's there to settle all debts because she already handled oscar uh, she handled Shayna from uh, Survivor Series. There's one left, and it's you. That's you know, you were the one that I've been trying to get to for the longest. You're now back. Here's this title shot. Run me my fade. I beat you. Shayna catches in. She There's punches Cinder, Becky Cinder after chasing the again. match, knocks her out. Oh yeah, that that's definitely something they do. Like she beats yeah. her and then she punches her again because that's exactly what they did at Royal at uh, Royal Rumble 2019, where it's like she eliminated Nia and then like Nia like hurt her leg and then that sent that whole rest of the ten weeks down to shitter when she's like her gipping around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I can see that. I I mean I feel like it's either going to come down to either Nia or Shayna that wins this thing. Um. That's how I feel. Like if they did Oscar, that'd be a pleasant surprise because Quiet has kept like Naya in. I'm not sorry, Naya, but Oscar and Becky is like, 
maybe the best like feud of the year in WWE in the main roster. So there yeah. you go. Like if you want to run that back, I'm I'm glad to see it. Like I'll take another three and three quarter star match. Uh, then on the men's side, um, they got Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, Corbin, Otis, and a to be determined. So we don't know hmm. who it's going to be yet. Um, any <sighs> off the wall ideas on who it could be? Brock, <laughs> AJ, Brock? could be, um, could be, could be like. Okay, so you say a Corbin? Corbin's already won Money in the Bank. Daniel Bryan won Money in the Bank two thousand eleven. Yeah, um, Daniel Bryan won Money in the Bank. Let's see. You, you said Otis. Otis. Otis ain't winning it. Um, who else did you say? Rey Mysterio. Rey. Was it McIntyre? They wouldn't do that. They just they wouldn't do that. Uh, Look, Rey Mysterio heel turn. Run it. <laughs> <laughs> like Rey work. Rey. Imagine they turn Rey, right? And the best he, baby face they have in the company. And he cashes in on him. And then his new thing is he's going to slow down. And work the WWE style <laughs> as a heel. <laughs> the the, the Raven Zero Chinlock Fest. Who knew? You 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 said that to get a reaction. You're not getting a reaction from me. <laughs> Leave me alone. Can we? Can, where, where do we go from? Hey, here? look, they, look. The other guy in this match, they already turned him. Like, and you would think they wouldn't turn him, but yeah. Uh, Corbin seems like uh, Corbin was hey, 17, right? Look, ain't no fans to boo it. <laughs> you know, look. but you know what? There would be there'd be fans to not watch it. They'd be like, "Fuck this, turn that shit off." Um, Alistair Black. Oh yeah, Alistair know. Black. Alistair Black seems like somebody that that's kind of like he could use it. I think he could use it, but you know how they think? They think like, "Well, he wouldn't need that because we're actually giving him a push." You know, they like to do give it to people they don't really want to push. Uh, that's the reason why they got themselves into trouble over the last few years with the money in the bank, as opposed to like giving it to people that like they actually want to do something with long term. Um, yeah, the to be determined person has to be a heel because there's four baby faces in this match. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, AJ Styles would make a good would be a good like winner for this, um, but we'll see. Uh, if I were going, to, if I were going to pick out of people that were available on this thing, I guess I say, I guess I say Corbin, knowing how they book. Jesus, look, um, we're past money time, so it's time to go back to you know the person he, that we keep pushing, even though we always have to get away from what is money time. Because you heard it first. Not really good, King Corbin. Uh, I, like I, I'll go ahead and watch that, so I have more incentive not. Or I'll go ahead and agree and pick Corbin as well, so I so I have more reason not to watch this show. How about that? That is that is some that's some real wow. You know, four D thinking right there. That, that, you yes, know. yes, that is that is the that is the Skip Bayless where I root for I root for something impossible to, or not likely to happen, and then when it doesn't happen, I can say I was disappointed in these people for not doing the, the improbable because I'm an asshole. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Diabolical. Um, yeah. Then we so, got the singles match for the Universal title. 
Yes. Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Yes. Um, um, I don't know what they're doing to build this. Do you know? Because I, 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 I mean, no I, don't mean that in a, I don't mean that in a bad way, meaning like they're doing something stupid. I mean, like, I really do not know what they're doing. I haven't heard anything Same. about it. Same. Which means it probably isn't good. Yeah. I, I think I saw something. Braun was cutting a promo directly in the camera in the ring. Mm. Uh, and it just feels like it's, it's like that man's wearing the belt. And he's got his new shirt on, and it's like they missed the fucking time with this guy so yeah. bad. They're about um, two years too late. And it's just like, well, empty arena. Fuck it. Do what you want to do. <laughs> like, and, and y'all about to run Braun Strowman and Bray James. Are we headed to negative star territory? I would say no, but I would also say that is there is a play? possibility. I was gonna say, is it in play if they come out here and try to do give you a, a hard twelve? You know, yeah, it's in play. It's look, in play. Man, look, like Roman Reigns ain't ain't in this match for Strowman, and Dan Bryan ain't in this match for Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so putting them together, yeah, it's know. like when you have Braun, like you want him to do like these incredible feats of strength, but it's like you have Bray who is like who ain't going up for none of that shit. Not easy, um, yeah. And then he's also do- is he doing the, the the fiend or is he doing the the Mister? I think Rogers? it's just Bray Wyatt. That 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 lends for a better match. So does uh, it? Yeah, because uh, can you imagine Braun Strowman versus the Fiend? That would be a fucking disaster. I think I would be more interested in that. Perversely, but like actually wanting to watch it and then be like, yeah, I want to watch this like five years from now. No. No, Rich. Ain't no way. Think about how bad the, the Bray bro, and um, Seth matches, or the Fiend and Seth matches were. Think about how bad Bray Wyatt versus The Miz was. Like, oh, how God. cringe that shit was. Like, when he came out there with the that, belt on, and then he was, like, doing his entrance, and then everyone was staring because, at him. That's also oh, because Miz God. was out here doing... Like, they were out here trying to ruin the Miz's career. That's, that's, a, that's <laughs> different. That's not even... Like, he's getting... Like, people are, you know... In, Somebody's invading his home, and then he comes out and does his fucking pose, and then like, yeah, that's uh, and then like Bray is sitting there just like eating all of his stuff and no selling it, and uh, I don't think they would do with that no with facial expression. Yeah, I don't think they would actually do that to 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 Braun. At least I hope not. Uh, like me, like, oh whatever. Two promos, he'll be good again. Like whatever. We we ruined him a million times. You can ruin him again. He'll he'll bounce back. That man's same. elastic. Singles match for the. Uh, I guess I'll take Strowman retaining. I don't know. Yeah, please, please. Um, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, learn, learn the lesson. Yeah, WWE. Like, don't do, don't learn the out, lesson. Right. Don't come out here and do the, the Charlotte Flair booking, where it's like make, gives you a title shot, you lose, and we'll get it right back to you. Like, <laughs> is anybody? Why do they treat Charlotte like she's WCW Hogan? You're like, you lose, we gotta get it right back to you. We're gonna, <laughs> like, we gonna, we gonna make it make it just right for you, brother. <laughs> it's like, Hogan was a draw. What is Charlotte? <laughs> like, I love Charlotte, but like, no, she's not no draw like that, where you have to get it back to her at all times. No. There's no evidence of, of the sort. None. Um, it, it was funny. Dave was on Twitter trying to, trying to you know, cape. For Charlotte, I forgot the conversation. I forgot. Yeah. Um, there's a speaking of the women's championship, uh, SmackDown women's title, Bailey, who's somehow still a champion, will be defending against Tamina, 
Bro, she's been the champion since the first SmackDown of 2000, <laughs> uh, the first SmackDown on Fox. Like, so that's October 4th. Bro. Is so she's been like, champion for like seven months. Bro. And then think about she had the belt before that. Right. At Money so, in the Bank. Right. This is like, so basically, like, aside from like, she's been the champion for like, all but 50, like, three basically weeks like 48 shit. weeks of, of, of a year. Or maybe more, Bro. maybe more than that. Maybe like forty, maybe like I'm sorry, maybe like fifty weeks of of a full year. Has there been like a longer, more like nothing title reign? Like this feels like like worse than those Alexa Bliss title reigns. Like, um, like I feel like they're matches. worse because at least there was the hope of oh my gosh, you know Sasha got the title from her, or Sasha gives it back, or oh you know she won it from Becky. Is Becky going to get it back? Like the intrigue of like someone super talented is going to get it off of her, and it's like because of how you know messed up and how they just refuse to like run with Naomi or run with um, Sasha or whatever else is like she's she's talented, but she's working heel and she's facing like these sorry, baby people. faces that are sorry. You know, like, oh, go face Carmella. Go face Dana Brooke when she was a baby face at the time. Go face Lacey Evans. It's like... Like, like, why didn't they put Bianca Belair on fucking SmackDown? Because the Street Profits are on uh, uh, Raw. And they're a couple. Or, or, you know, they're married. Um, Gotcha. Montez and and Bianca. What they need to do, and, you know, like, the only only reason why uh, the Street Profits have gotten the push that they have is because... You can tell that like Heyman likes him. Do you think that do you think that Bruce Pritchard would like uh the Street Profits? Something tells me he would not. I don't know. Um I don't know. Like, we I, already I, got the new day. Right. That's enough. Right. I like the thing I I would think he would want to have just one of those acts. Right. Almost like a quote never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, Bailey and Tamina. Um, Tamina time? No, no. Um, no they, they, you know what this is like? Do you remember uh, Survivor Series 2013? Oh my Randy god, Randy Orton Big Show. Where it's like Bro. we we have a heel. We are just pulling a baby face out of nowhere. We're going. This is this is basically just to pad the stats. No one actually believes yep. she's going to win, other than the fact that she's other than the fact that big. like that person, the 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 baby face is big. They're going. To, the heel's going to win, and we're going to move on with our lives. Like Bro. that's exactly what this what this is. And I have not watched the show, so I'm being ignorant about this. I'm warning y'all in advance. Has uh-huh. Tamina cut the money promo? At all? <laughs> Has it already happened? Will it happen this week? Will she stand there dominantly and flip the jacket <laughs> to let Bailey know that she's coming for her? <laughs> okay, so the last promo I remember from Tamina was, <laughs> I think that was the fir- was the promo for the very first Women's Money in the Bank match, and it is Carmella. No, this is right. This is for the rematch of that, I believe, or one of the two. It's either the first uh, Money in the Bank women's match, or is the one they did a couple weeks later uh, uh, on SmackDown. Basically, what I'm saying is they did a promo where Carmella was in it, and Carmella's a heel, and she's using Ellsworth, and Charlotte said everybody's saying their lines, everybody's talking right after each other, uh, like like you know polite people instead of you know angry athletes that want to kick each other's ass. Anyway. Um, Charlotte says, you need to be quiet, Carmella, before 
before I make you look like Ellsworth. Yes. And then Tamita gets on the mic and says, Charlotte, you need to be quiet before I make you look like Ellsworth. And people were like, did she, did somebody forget their line? Like, at first, the, for me, it was like, oh my God, Tamina forgot her line and just repeated what Charlotte said. And then I thought to myself, no, what if Charlotte forgot her line and then used Tamina's line and then Tamina was like, fuck, and was just, <laughs> and just had to repeat it? Or, I don't know, man. I, I just, it, it was just, it was just awful. It was one of the most cringe, uh, and I don't really use cringe at all. It was one of the cringiest like moments of WWE in the last five years. It's it just, it, it really, it makes you just tense up and just like, uh, uh, but that's the last time I remember her talking. You remember her talking since then, bro? Uh, no. Would you want her to talk after something like that? Unless she has been backstage proving to you that she will not do this. Hey, <laughs> or are you approving her? You come up with something better for her to say. Hey, but I have all she got to do is be dominant. That's all she got oh to do. God. <laughs> You know, is she gonna show up in WrestleMania white because it's a title shot? You know what? She just might. She might pull out a different color for y'all boys. Look, some money in the bank pay per view. She might pull out green and black. (laughs) Okay, put the over order for star rating on that match. Point five. (laughs) I'll give it one and a half. I'll give it one and a half. Okay. Uh, let's see what other matches we have. Oh, uh, Mirror Match versus. Mirror match, yeah, it kind of is a mirror match. It's like actually, it's more like a uh, what's the name of the movie that was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito movie? Is it Twins? Oh shit, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's funny yeah, because it, it, there's it, one big one and one little right, one. Right, that, that's the whole movie from what I remember. Uh, it's, yeah, so it's, it's McIntyre Schwarzenegger and Seth Danny DeVito, which is a very assaulting to, to Seth, but you know, but whatever. It's it's it is Vince's type for a man. <laughs> <laughs> they're wrestling each other like two dudes two dudes with long dark hair and muscles and uh they both wear black beards yes like yes and beards yes uh so this is this is this is it um i think they're gonna have a good match because their previous match has all been good too um obviously there's no crowd that's a problem but i i put that at i put it at three and a quarter um my over under uh now, I feel like they've done a pretty good job with um, with McIntyre as a babyface, where like they're pushing him in the way that like I wish they pushed most of their people. It was like he comes out, he's likable, he whoops ass, and he goes home. You know, like it's not it's very it's pretty simple, straightforward. Um, there were times when he was a little, you know, um, like you were worried they were going to turn him into the, the you know champion and they always do these champions they make him like these they're trying to make him like some version of Cena yeah, yeah like some version of Cena and like they kind of I felt like they got away from that after like the first week like after they did the Big Show thing, <laughs> Big Show tape thing or whatever else so so yeah I'm, uh, I'm waiting for Drew McIntyre at any point to just start telling people put your hand on the screen you know, I, I I feel like it's coming if it already hasn't happened. Well, remember after he beat Brock, yeah, he, he, was like, he reached out. Yes, yeah, he, he, he pointed. He's like you. Yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> he did do that, Rich. That happened. <laughs> okay, my eyes were not playing tricks on me. But... <laughs> so, what are any other matches announced? Uh, oh, the tag match. Well, yeah, before that, like, um, okay. I guess it, I think Seth's a perfect person for him to, to beat. I kind right. of see Seth Rollins how um, I see 
ironically, Randy Orton, when Seth was a champion, you put him in there. He's got you know a big name, former champion. Mm-hmm. Last year with um, last year with uh, AJ versus versus Seth too. Right. Yeah. This is this is classic booking, and I, I don't think Seth's going to win. So no, no. Um, <laughs> he has no business yeah. money. No, yeah. Let's let's just go ahead and kick him in the face and, and keep the train rolling. Right for, for for big Drew Mac, yeah. Um, I think the other match. I don't know if there's any other matches, but I know. Yeah, yeah. Fatal Four Way for the yeah. Smack Fatal Four Way. Yeah, it's um the New Day versus Mac, not McIntyre. Uh, Miz and Morrison versus Lucha House Party versus uh Forgotten Sons. That's right. I forgot Check this that. out, James. Apparently, Kofi Kingston was doing did a job for the Forgotten Sons last week. Uh, gee, I wonder who pinned him. Yeah, I'm wondering if it was Jackson Riker or not. Oh, I have to look into that, but I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, man. I'm not booking that. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is it's a fatal forward match. You already know what's going to happen. Two people starting to ring, and then they're going to, t- and then people, other people are going to tag in and out while the other's sitting there, as opposed to just like. Instead of actually being a fatal forward, there are four people in the ring at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen. Yeah. Probably. A lot of bodies here. So no rules. Should be a good match. They, yeah. Like, if I'm No them, rules. Yeah, people are going to sit out. outside on the apron on tag ropes. If I'm them, I, I start trying to pull out all the plunder and just, like, turn it to a fucking, like, you know, like a real no DQ match. And then try to get over. <laughs> like, how about that? In front that? of no crowd. Trying to get over, you know. Trying to get over for who? The internet. The internet. Us. Look, after all these years, you know, no fans in the building. All that. Who you getting getting over for? Us. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Do you have the list up? Is any other matches? Is it? That's it. Okay. Right Um, now, let's say you know they're probably going to announce some more stuff this week. I imagine Sonya and Mandy's going to be on the card. I would hope so at least. Um, they've been d- giving Zelina Vega and her group a lot of time. Triple A. That's funny. I mean, um, I mean, Triple A, Andrade, Angel, and Austin. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I didn't come up with that. Someone came up with that. One me. They should call them Triple A Z. <laughs> you know, like A A A Z. Right. But um, yeah, I'm sure they'll probably add some stuff. Who knows? We'll we'll see what it is. You know, I I, I have no expectations on this show at what, all. So what if like the Zelina Vega army like all become disciples of uh, the Messiah and they all link up and make like a new age corporate ministry? <laughs> <laughs> what, what what if they did that? <laughs> look, man. I mean, look. You know, you know, you know that like that is the, the faction that they're running with right now, and they're always all over Raw right now these last few weeks, especially post WrestleMania. Um, and you know that like it's like the only person that's talking is Zelina, and you know that like Vince is going to want more than just Zelina being the talker leader of that group. So it's like, how about you just put all those good workers with the dude we actually want to push, and then like we go from there. It's like they already did it with Buddy Murphy. He's on he's on main event. So it's like, keep on adding on. I can imagine him coming I mean, up with something like it, that. Isn't Seth already in his own group? 
what I'm saying is this oh, is to expand like the group. You know. Right. This is expanding the group. This is add this is adding the bottom layer of the pyramid. <laughs> No, we got to raise the pyramid up higher. It's a pyramid scheme. So you're right, right. I I think the only way that works is if they come out and fuck Drew and help Rollins win the belt. Right. Which I don't think that's going to be the way they go. Look, bro, they fucked us worse than this before. Look, so seeing as how it doesn't make sense, right? That's when they'd probably do it. They'd probably beat Seth and then form the group. Oh, God. Where it would be like, well, what the fuck is the point now? <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, you can come out like three minutes earlier than this, right? <laughs> right. I mean, look, anything's at play. Anything's at play. Like, look, if, if, anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, think about it. They're about to have motherfuckers rustle on top of a roof of a building. Like, <laughs> will someone that. go off the building? No. <laughs> if there were to, look, if there were to be somebody that's going off the building, who is it going to be? Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Vince been trying to get a nigga out the bitch for years. <laughs> and he'd have Corbin throw him off. Oh god yes, yes. He absolutely would. He absolutely would. Um and realistic I mean they can't they can't tease that because what are they gonna do? They're gonna have uh what they gonna have him show up and then the later in the show, like on some giant shit on Cobo Hall. What are they gonna do? <laughs> Think about it. What what are they gonna do? You know what they're probably going to do is since they're starting on the ground floor, somebody's going to get stuck down there, right? And oh, I think God. there's going to be somebody that tries to take the elevator or some shit and get up there. So you mean to tell me? Now, keep in mind, Daniel Bryan on one of these promos is mentioned, like, can you use the elevators to go up there? Now, if someone were to actually get left behind and make it go to the elevator, that would be a great callback. But So now I'm hoping <laughs> they do it. I'm hoping they do it. Yeah. Look, That'd be hilarious. Make this shit as goofy as possible. Yeah, like, why not? Like, like that's the reason why the Undertaker won't work. It was whack as hell. Yeah, just just don't try to like like I don't need y'all to make this serious. I don't right. need this this life and death. Right. You know, I don't need announcers using the Owen Hart voice. <laughs> oh my god! Um, none of that. Like this shit needs to be like some self aware fuckery. Yeah, like turn into full on Monty Python <clears throat> or something like that. Maybe just you know. Like just make it goofy as possible, like and entertain us for you know, entertain us for like you know however long this goes between these two matches or whatever else. I imagine if they're going if they're not going to do where they cut in between each match and it's actually a full thing, like I imagine this thing going like an hour. I can see that. Yeah. Um. So but, what else? Okay. We got? So another question: Are the matches that are not that that aren't the Money in the Bank are these also going to take place on top? of the building or are these going to take or di- or did they take place inside of the building or are these other matches taking place in the PC I don't think they've announced it yet but it would be cool to see it on top of the building just for the visual right you know that's that's yeah. you know uh, move the designation or move the what do you call it move the uh, move out of that building for now and just shoot something else make it look different like that's the reason why you know, uh, AEW, you know, seems fresh pretty often because, like, these backdrops are different every, you know, every few weeks. Yeah. Well, before, you know. Before they, be- yeah. Before no people gates. Yeah. 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 Um, um, speaking of AEW, is that next on the list? Yeah, yeah. Okay. AEW Dynamite. I thought this was a strong episode. Um, I actually did a full review of it with Floyd, and we talked about a lot of stuff besides just that. But, yeah, we went through it. <laughs> um, I can, we can go through it again. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, first match is Darby versus Cody. 
Um, what were your thoughts on the match, Rich? Uh, we talked like we, obviously we're gonna talk about the finish because we all gonna talk about the finish. But um, what were your thoughts on the actual match? I thought it was the worst match they had uh, together. Okay. Now I don't say that to indict it or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just it ranks third. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of all knew that Cody's gonna win. I I hated the finish because like I don't know if it. I think it was just botched. So like, what do you think act- they were going for? I think it should. He was gonna do like a like a like a crucifix or like a rollover to like where he's on top of his legs and, and he you know he catches him and he's done you know based off the impact. I kind of look at it kind of like the WrestleMania finish where we knew what they were trying to do, but it just didn't like it got fucked up in the moment. Talking about Becky and Ronda, yeah. Okay, but like. It's weird because this whole thing is like I, I think it, I, I think it was Rich Frasch that made the point. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't. It was guys on uh, Everything Elite. So everyone's saying that this thing is like the story is that he's getting closer to beating Cody, but when you look at it, he's actually getting further away. <laughs> like, like he started with the draw, <laughs> and then he lost, and now he's losing again. Well. <clears throat> okay, so that's leaving out context. The first one was was basically like Rocky. Like this is this is Cody is the quote unquote best, and I just want to stay in the ring with the best, and he survived twenty minutes. Then the second one is all he has to do is put hit the uh, the coffin drop on Cody, and he beats him. But Arn Anderson, but the nigga has a coach, and he says. Cody, put the knees up. The, the move is coming, and he gets the knees up, and that's why he loses. And then this time, it's like he has Cody at a point of desperation to where he uses the coffin drop on Darby, and Darby's ready for it, and then he goes for his, and then, like, he overshoots it. I guess they're going for an overshoot. I don't know, but basically they're going for He lands on top of him. Both shoulders are down. Cody's the one that gets his shoulders up. The reason why I hated it was because Cody is the one that gets the impact. He has the wherewithal to get a shoulder off the mat. Darby is a person that hit the damn move, and he's just sitting there on the shows like a jackass. And I thought, like, for me, this was, like, one of the worst babyface losses of the year in all the wrestling that I've seen. Like, the last one I saw that was worse was the Cinderella tournament with Tam getting her ass thrown out after she she thought she eliminated somebody that went through the middle rope. And she sat on the apron celebrating for a minute like a jackass. Like, I I just had, I just, like, when we talked about earlier about, like, with Isaiah, like, I have no sympathy. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> like, maybe, I, maybe my heart's supposed to go out to these people and that was a reason for it, but it's like, nah, bro. You, like, do not celebrate before you get, uh, before you reach the end zone, Deshaun Jackson. Get up, like, get your shoulder off. Like, if, Cody had enough workflow to get his shoulder off. You can get yours off because you're the one that hit the impacting move on him, not the other way around. Yeah. Um, I thought they should, if that's what they were going for, they should have did something similar to, and I talked about this last night, was like a crossbody and Cody reverses the crossbody ends up on top of Darby and Darby is so exhausted he can't get over this, this bigger dude that's on top of him. There was nothing stopping Darby from getting the shoulder up. It was just, yeah. I just thought the man looked lame. Yeah. Um, and, and they were clearly doing this to like protect them, protect them. So, but it, it feels like it kind of backfired. But um, <clears throat> now, I mean, forward, I wish we were in front of a crowd to see how they would react to it because I'm, I'm like that. I'm thinking how I think. Like, if if all people rock with it, then it is what it is. It's fine. Yeah. Um, now going forward, Cody and Darby. You know, there are a lot of people upset about Darby losing this here. Oh. It was, it, he was he was always going to lose, right? 
here. Right. It was me. Now that Cody is like, you know, skated out the next time, next time Cody has to cheat to beat him. Like it almost <laughs> like hands in the cookie jar. Like he knows he cheated. You know he cheated, but he won't like admit it or whatever. Uh-huh. And I don't then, know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I think that's that would be the way to go. Everyone would be more furious, like, oh, so now you had to low blow this man or 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 he had to pull the tights or whatever uh-huh. to win or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. you pull the tights. Like, what are you doing, Cody? And then someone's gonna ask him about it and you'd be like, you know, he's like, I'm competing, you know, I'm a competitor, and then eventually the next time when they set up, Cody's like I did that shit on purpose, and he, and he attacks Darby Allen, lays him the fuck out, whatever, turns, and then Darby beats him. That's what I'm thinking. But it's coming, like a cup, like Cody. Oh, you can see it, yeah, right? It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. How far it, away? I don't know, but I feel, I feel like you know, that's some months from now. Like I would, what if I were them? I have Cody win this thing. I have Cody be the champion for a while, and then I eventually build to. Um, Darby versus Cody for the NX or NXT the TNT title match, and that's when I you know possibly do something like that. But like I don't think they need to wrestle each other for a while now. Like six um, months, like I, I would something like this. that. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. That sounds about right. Like I would put I would book this at you know presumably like full gear or all out. Uh, yeah, that full makes gear. sense. Right. Full, full gear. How about that? that and then like right. they can come back at you know Revolution next year or whatever. Yeah, that sounds but, about right. Um, Cody wins, moves on. Um, after that, more Scorpio Sky, uh, personality profile piece. Um, what do you think of it? Yeah, it's like I like the first one, you know, first week, but I like okay. the fact that like it's like a consistent thing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we showed you a little bit about him this week. Now we're gonna show you a little bit more next week, and then you know, next week it's just like maybe he'll end up getting in some matches here because I mean, if you think about it. He is the obvious choice to go single out of the group. You know, right. Frank Frankie's in his forties. Even Daniels though like Daniels is having a match next week, right? Uh Frankie Gazarian's having a match, I believe, okay. with Moxley, I think. Okay. So um they uh yeah, but but it's obviously him. So um <laughs> uh, I mean that's good. So hopefully, yeah. you know. I mean, the whole idea of the tournament was to make him the breakout star to eventually after they lose the titles break him out. It's just, you know, this happened, and I don't know if they got lost in the tracks because there was so much going on with, you know, the War Games build and with, you know, uh, the Brit stuff. I don't know if they, I, I almost felt like he kind of got lost of the, when it, is he going to break out now that, like, they're not the tag champs anymore? Um, and now they're back to it, and, you know, good for them that they didn't just, like, just totally forget it, and they were like, remember this shit a few months ago? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's too late now. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least they, you know, they got back to it. So you got to see um, how he did all those worst town shit. Oh my like, god! Let yes. <laughs> me tell you the story first. Remember yes. that shit? Yeah, yes. like it was actually the All In pre-show, and he's like, "This is the worst town." And the crowd goes, "I've ever been in." I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> how, what? Why would the crowd cheer for this shit?" <laughs> yeah, this makes no sense. And then you know they had the match, and he was great in the match. So I was like, okay. And then, like, I remember Caleb told me, he's like, remember, it's like, I was like, how can this dude never, man, he's like, well, there's some stuff going on, but, like, I remember he was Harold in the anger measure, like, that's Harold? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Long time ago. 
that was a long time ago. That that's still like one of my favorite like uh, like non wrestling segments in WWE history. So uh, we got an update from MJF at the Rats Mansion. Shut up, and, Harold. No, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> um, he said he shaved his neck uh, while shaving. He put on a neck brace. Just more MJF assholishness. When did uh, you then, realize he had a neck brace on, or he had something no, under on underneath the neck, underneath the scarf? When do you realize it? I, I don't. I don't. I don't even think I really paid attention. I might have been like looking at my phone or the something. The second I saw, I was like, "What's underneath this man's scarf? What is he hiding?" And then it made me think of like the Cody thing with the with, during uh whatever Starcast or Starcast adjacent thing they were doing before uh revolution where he's like hiding you know he's in the pictures with floyd and young bucks and he's wearing a scarf smiling and he has this look like i i know something you don't know (laughs) so but yeah like i think they're funny um i'm and i thought it was real was like you know he pretends to be like he's he's like basically doing one of these like pretending to jerk off while right you know i'm laying down the fans by not going to georgia and wrestling in front of like six of my peers (laughs) like this he's (laughs) big time he's like he's such an asshole uh so yeah he'll be back next week right yeah what do you think he's gonna do is you think he's gonna he's basically gonna be like i want a title shot moxley i think he's gonna go for john moxley do you think that's gonna be um tv or do you think that's actually gonna be what they do with pay-per-view i think double or nothing like, well, okay. I had to look at the rankings and see, but he hasn't mm-hmm. lost anyone, so maybe he gets like a couple wins to mm-hmm. like keep him going. But yeah, um, yeah. after that, like, we got, I think it's either him or Jericho, and either one of them need to like be on TV and catch catch some, you know, get some pinfalls to set this yeah. up. Uh, well, Jericho's in a match next week, so right, right, uh, right. He, he's in that uh, you know tag match. But we got Late the, sex the war- gods. correct the war dog Wardlow. Jesus, uh, against Musa. Uh, yeah, telling you, bro. Look at look at the cheeseburger influence, man. It's, 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 it's there, <laughs> the bro. Age. It's apparent. The it's apparent. Age. It, look, look yeah. what this man has birthed. Yeah, big like, needed face F ten. Yeah, the war dog. Where know. where is the war trigger on your list of favorite moves in wrestling right now? Man, it's high. It's, it's, it's high. Right. You, know? you only seen two of them, right? Yeah, it's like, man, you think about it, it's like, bro, this is like a GTS, but like way more devastating. It's like the most dominant V trigger you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Like, man, I hope no one kicks out of that one. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I. I I love the squash matches. Just more of those, please. Like, yeah. obviously, there's going to be a not not too many more, but like, I want one like every like two to three weeks, and then like, like you know, I'll, and then like he'll give him a match with somebody that he could you know have actually go with some length with to give him you know some some experience on how to go longer, like give him someone like a like a Trent Beretta or whatever or Trent Question Mark whatever the hell you want to do with his name mm-hmm. like. Do that or whatever else. Have them in, I'm, I'm in some guy, you in didn't say some Chuck good e. Um, I feel like if I put him in the room with Chuck E. T, I feel like he should get Chuck E. T the fuck out of there just as fast as like the, oh, the black, yeah. So like yeah, I'm kind of you know uh, you know. Um, but if you want to do that, sure. Like have him look have have him basically uh, do the the pack and have him go through all three best friends. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Uh, then they had the um, bubbly bunch joints, so they did a 
another one of these videos or whatever real funny i was i popped when i saw soul train jones i popped um, when i saw lou ferrigno i did also i was like is that lou ferrigno yep it is him <laughs> uh ted irvine was in it yep uh, kevin smith all yep. the inner circle jason muse vicky guerrero that's right uh, that's where it ended it at the end yep I have a, is excuse me trademarked has to be right look if she doesn't have it trademarked no no i mean by she, wwe oh i i'm not sure because she didn't say it in like that's kind of her thing is to say it so it made me think like i'm assuming that is trademarked she's by WWE. I, be, I believe she said it when she did commentary on aw dark when she came out okay and i so i think she still can say it okay so. Um, yeah, yeah, remember what brought you to dance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then um, best friends have a match with Jimmy having Kip Sabian, uh, plunder brawl, and with all the weapons and just a goofy weapons match. I I, I was kind of bored until um, you know uh, Trent started taking bumps on a ladder, and I thought the match was awesome after that. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like it's just there. I'm like whatever. And then he takes that bump. I'm like. You fucking idiot! And then like the match got good from that point. I don't know. Maybe it's just like I just my eyes glazed over people just hitting each other with shit. It had no bit and no chance of anybody winning doing it. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Yep. Um, yeah. So that was a cool match, and uh, they talk about Orange Cassidy being one of the great managers uh, in wrestling. <laughs> and I, I forgot what Jericho said. Yeah, Jericho but, lost. A, Jericho almost lost it on uh, Shivani when he said he's like, yeah. what? wait, what? <laughs> how fucking dare you yeah uh and, and like he kind i mean i don't know if he has a point but like it was interesting to think about for a second <laughs> uh rip baker had another role model video package yes. very funny yes uh with rebel of formerly of tna she's one of the aw makeup artists legitimately and i didn't know um, that yeah she uh you know still has you know pro wrestling you know abilities like as far as like being in front of the camera so mm-hmm. Brit just you know adds to the list of yeah know. it was all right am i voting for Brit baker for for best on interviews this year like so far like uh, is, is, is this what i'm doing right like, now well, hold on give me a second um brit baker oscar daniel bryan um moxley Those are the ones that immediately come to mind. Yeah. Like, Brit looking good through five months. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Brit said, not everyone can be a role model. People wear glasses can, unless they're a doctor. <laughs> uh, fat people can't be role models. People with snaggle teeth can't. Yes. Um, they, 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 the best part is, like, Photoshop one, they Photoshop fat onto, uh, yes. onto Shivani and then, then took it all and took, made the picture of what it was. And then. They added uh, an extra tooth to uh, to uh, Shivani's teeth. Is like, damn, bro. Like, <laughs> she must have been pissed at, at him. Like, bro, I, I know you didn't see it, but like, it was like on road two joints. Like, Brandy was in the office with um, uh, Shivani, mm-hmm. so she's doing like the weekly like kind of talent check ins or whatever. And then they call Britt, mm-hmm. and then Britt sees that Tony is there with her. And she like kind of rushes through the conversation, or whatever, right? Uh-huh. And then you know how Skype is. If someone sends you a message, it'll pop up in the upper right hand corner or some shit. Yeah. Brit 
immediately begins blowing them up uh two-face and brandy like immediately like wow. saying a whole bunch of shit sends like 30 messages whatever tries to facetime them and everything and brandy's still standing right there she's like oh it looks like that's a problem like <laughs> something like that. it's just hilarious so <laughs> maybe this is why brit was so you know mean right. to tony right. this week and, uh, so. floyd mentioned that on the show last night i didn't peep it but now he explained it like it makes more sense because i was like i don't remember this shit that happened on the show i have watched the show i don't remember that but yeah you're saying it yeah. happened on bte then yeah um or dark or whatever so um yeah i i, I who would have thought right who would have yeah. thought we would have gotten to this point with brit this quick who would have thought? Yeah, you know there there, there were a couple of guys saying don't give up on Brit. You know uh, during, during the end of last year. Who would that be? So, you know, uh, you know, One Nation Radio. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, man, y'all are too hard on her or whatever else. It's like, yeah, I understand. She's just a dentist. I get it, and they're presenting her wrong. I get it, but like in like, bro, I've seen her in person. Like, trust me, it's there. Like in you know. We got the we got that sheet. I mean, we have the the match with Riho from last year. We do have the Sheena match from a few weeks ago. But it's like, tr- like, Trust just your boys. just wait. Like, Trust your boys. yeah, I don't I don't mean like she's some gonna be some super worker. Like she's gonna all of a sudden be like you know like freaking I don't know like Shishiro Hashimoto or anything like that. But she's she is a good wrestler that. Just didn't have that many dates, and you see what she what she can do um, if you let her have a match match. And there you go, um, and you see how well she's doing on the mic right now. So, I mean, I don't know where where it, where this is going to land her eventually. Like she right now, she feels like the top star in the women's division, and she clearly is the number two contender. Um, like maybe they're setting the path for you know. Somebody to get the belt she off to Nyla. be the champion, and then um, Britt gets it off of you know goes into feuding with Sheeta. I don't know, but um, I do really want like for you know Nyla to come back and like you know bring that back. I want to see her squash somebody since we in the land, since AEW has now became the place to go for squash matches. I want to see City. one. Of her, I want to see one of her squashes. Uh, yeah. Besides the Leva Bates one, I want to see another one. Um. Then, uh, speaking of squashes, uh, we had two back to back. Uh, Sean Spears beat Baron Black. Sean Spears, the, 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 this man is like, man, max, maxing out on dates. You know, this man's on every show, you know. <laughs> Who's been on more shows, him or, uh, Suge D? And Suge D's only sitting in the crowd. So, oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it might be even if you count that as being on the show. I was counting that way, but you know, like, when you get down to matches, you might be. You're probably right. Uh, then we had Brody Lee and Marco Stunt. Oh my god, <laughs> man! I thought like like I thought the Archer one was actually a lot better than this one. Really? But it, yeah, it, it was still good, but it wasn't like I thought it would be better. I fucking love this squash match. I don't know why, but it, it, to me, it was like everything I want a squash match. Like, you want to give somebody that actually, people that actually like, give them a couple spots or whatever else, but in the meantime, just beat the shit out of him. Like, he chopped the shit out of his little kid. He threw him around. He, it, it just, I just thought that, it, I thought it worked really well. Like, um, I, I, I thought, I thought it was a great match. I thought it was a great squash match, personally. Yeah, um, I wonder who Marco's eventually going going to roll up like the one two three kid. Sean Spears. That's <laughs> gonna be like Sean yeah. Spears. I mean, hey, um, 
Does he have to face uh, the War Dog next? Ooh, yeah, probably. You know, probably. Yeah, he's gonna get that man. A, he's gonna get that man an F20. Correct. Correct. Out the ring. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be like uh, who was it that that teased uh, they were gonna swing somebody out of the ring? Was it didn't Kenny and uh uh what's her name? Uh, Kenny and the nine year old girl to start him. Didn't they tease like he was gonna swing her out of the ring? He's he teased that he was gonna grill a press slam her out of the ring. Okay, and then okay, that's yeah. that was the finish. Like, no, man, you can't do this. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's when they hit the time limit. It was like a five minute time limit or whatever. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they could tease that like like dude like this uh like the Cesaro swing like the big swing. Oh man, and then, like tease like you are gonna swing his ass out like over the top rope onto the floor. <laughs> like you could do that. He could do that, with Marco. Marco's little, bro. Oh man! Oh, Moxley cut a nice promo. He was walking around, had the belt always on display. Um, it's one thing Taz brought up. Um, the the AW post game shows that are out with Ross, Excalibur, and Taz are really good. After the shows, they kind of feel like they got this element of like talking smack to it, like where they're kind of blending in, like you know, just all off stories, kind of about whatever is like about an hour long. Uh, those are pretty good. I've been watching those recently. Um, then, you know, he said he's going to be live next week. He said he's going to throw some CDs in the trunk. So, mostly, uh, you know, staunch, uh, you know, anti-streaming, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this man is bringing, pulling out the, the CD discs for you boys. Um, it, look, you say what you want to, but this is absolutely a step up from what we used to think. This man was out here hitchhiking everywhere he went, like a like a like a vagrant. This man has so. his own. This man has his own truck now. <laughs> he has his that own Tony Khan look. That that, that Tony Khan, you know, coming in handy. Look, we oh, assumed that man traveled, you know, city to city like a nomad. Yes. Um, previously, yes. That man is relying on getting from place to place based off the kindness of strangers. <laughs> the original drifter. Who do? Um. Uh, yeah. So is, is it, so it's got to be Jericho or MJF, right? I imagine so. I can't imagine anyone else. Yeah. Now they can. Now they can get Pack out of out of uh or into the states, right? Yeah, and I'm not blowing Kenny. I think Kenny's number two. You got to save that. You got to save that. Yeah. No, nah, like he needs. He needs to like. He needs to go. Where is the Hangman? Like the Hangman needs to show his ass out so he can defend these tag titles. That's what really I, needs so, to go down. So the Hangman, I believe, he's one of those staunch. Like he's not showing up. Like he's like under this, you know, joints. Because you know, I, I've checked the Hangman's Twitter and some of his likes and you know everything like that. So. uh Hey man's on you know that One Nation Radio plan like stay your ass in the house. So, <laughs> all right. Well, then like, if that's the case, we got to figure out what to do with Kenny. Then, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe he gets a makeshift tag team partner and defends the belts against best friends or something. Oh God, I, you know I don't want that because the second they do that, then what's going to happen? Well, look at Matt Riddle and Timothy oh, Thatcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. That will happen. Um. I don't know. I mean, we we could call Alan Angels back and be like, you know, <laughs> make we, him you the know, tag partner. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or have the rematch, you know, at oh Double God. or Nothing. You don't know. do that. You Kenny don't. Omega, Alan Angels, part can you, two. Can you, imagine, can you imagine, like, yeah, you know, oh, Kenny left New Japan. What's he doing on one of these AEW pay-per-views? He's, he's wrestling who? You... You you left out of G. You decided to voluntarily leave G one season for this. 
beg your pardon, beg your pardon. Like, <laughs> nah, bro, can't be it. It's got to be something bigger. Now, <laughs> do you know where I got that? I beg your pardon from what? <laughs> Umar Johnson. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, Google it. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not bringing. I'm. I said his name, and I damn sure ain't call him no doctor. Hell no. <laughs> Then uh, they announced Kenny and Matt Hardy against the sex gods or lay sex gods for next week in a street fight. So, um, yeah, I I contend that Matt Hardy is nowhere near the strangest tag team partner that Kenny Omega's had. Uh, well, yeah, not even not even the strangest one he's had in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they actually do. Like they they run Nakazawa versus uh, Omega. Nakazawa and Omega tag partners. Maybe that's what they do. Like his best friend step in and be like, "Hey, Mike, we need you to pull your head out your ass uh, and actually work." No, you know what's going to happen. They're going to have Jericho go out here and wrestle uh, old Lube Boy over there. That's what's going to happen. Oh man, they're going to have they're going to have Jericho tussle with this greased up dude. That's what that's what they thought to do. You know, Jericho don't care. Jericho like, fine, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So. We'll see what happens with that match. Yeah, we'll you know. see. Uh, uh, you know what I would like to see? I would like to see the match end with uh, Chris Jericho like slapping the old school lion tamer on Michael Nagazawa until he taps the fuck out. That's well, what it's, I would like. it, it, it's Matt Hardy. Oh, that's right. Fuck. That's right. Damn, damn, damn. Oh, uh, mm. is it on the compound or is it actually? No, it's, it's Street Fight in the building, I assume. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I yeah. have no idea. I don't know how to just. Yeah, his, I have. His. I have no, no no idea what. Like, can can we get like? Do we know if we're going to get like normal Matt Hardy or are we going to get like broken Matt Hardy? Do we know one way or the we other? We don't. We don't. That's the beauty of it. <sighs> the, the beauty. The beauty. <laughs> okay. All right, guy. All right. I. That was a parody line, by the, the way. Who knows? Who knows what we get. Um, but then we got our uh, main event Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes and man <sighs> the last five minutes were good yeah I was watching this match and I am a noted Dustin Rhodes fan have been for a long time why did they go why did they go 20 24 minutes or the twenty three minutes they went over twenty minutes in that match because the, the bell rang at like uh, nine thirty six or some shit like that. I guess like you know who's gonna cut a Rhodes this time? Here? Oh God! And that's when I started thinking these Rhodes family antics, like this bleeding, the overabundance of outside shit, the uh, the nightmare family, everything that has to do with it. It's like. Yo, when I watch AEW, <laughs> exactly. Go, go, do it. The stuff that attracts me <laughs> to AEW: Kenny Omega, right? The Young Bucks, right? The Lucha Brothers, right? Hangman Page, um, Chris Jericho, fucking Sammy. Fucking, uh, you know, SCU, Luchasaurus, and, and, and those guys. Well, and Pack uh, with Lucha Brothers. Um, and then 
and some of the monsters they brought in. I, mm-hmm. I like the monsters that they have. Yeah, Lance Archer. They've got uh, Brody Lee now. I am getting tired of <laughs> the NWA cosplay ass Rhodes matches. The Rhodes family antics. A couple weeks ago, I've come on this show and I've, you know, told people to give Brandy just like a, a break, you know, and she had to hit that spear for what reason? I don't know. She She's kind of had to get interjected, you know, into the match. Dustin's rolling around, laying there for forever and ever and ever bleeding. And it's just like so overdramatic, so early into the match. It's like, this is not what I want to watch an AW. Like, I and- guess... They did it in front of no fans to react and actually add to the tension of the, the crowd being concerned that the dude's bleeding. It was just like, oh, he's bleeding. Oh, wait, the ble- the bleeding has stopped, and now he just still, like, has the blood from when he bled, plus, like, his face paint, and I don't know what's what now. So, right. he probably, so it looks like to me, like, he stopped bleeding now. And they're just, like, I think they're doing it too much. Like, they're going to, like, the blood angles. Like, there's nobody, it seems like, that's going to put the roads folks on leashes out here. Um, and it's like, they're going to get a half hour to do this match. They're going to inject this. Like, I don't know. man. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Folks listening know what I'm trying to it's say. It's exhausting. They keep doing it's, it over and over. And it's just like, and I think it's going to be diminishing returns. Right. And that's the point. I, I feel of, like it's already stopped, diminished. That's the reason why they stopped doing so much bleeding and stopped all that stuff in WWF is because everybody wanted to do juice on every fucking pay-per-view. And when you do juice that often, the juice means less. Like, I understand juice equals green or whatever you ECW fucks like to say it is or because you want to see people bleed. But like there is a point of you doing it tastefully and then it goes too far. And for me, I don't know if we're there yet, but it seems like if you keep going this way where Cody bleeds almost every big match, Dustin bleeds every big match he ever has. Moxley bleeds in almost every big match he has in AEW. Kenny has bled already. How many people are, we did a blood, we did a blood angle or sorry, uh, sh- this wasn't on purpose, but, um, Matt Britt gets her nose busted open. Brit, Matt yeah. Jackson underneath the bay door. I'm sorry, Nick Jackson underneath the Nick, bay door. Yeah, How much blood do you need on this show or on this product? Yeah, uh, and it's it's not so much even the blood. It's like the the blood to add the purposeful blood for your matches, right? Like to to help assist you, like yeah. in whatever you're doing. Like if you right. catch a hard way or whatever, that's one thing. I feel like that's different. Like I you agree. know with Mox, I will Brit. Um, I'm not sure if Kenny caught a hard way or not, but um, I don't remember which ma- w- was it the um, the the him and Moxley. They both played in that match. They, you know, they both played pay per view main event. I can write that off. Yeah, and it was like yeah, I mean, like you knew it. This is the second a, it's a lights out a, match, and you know what is going to what it is. Right. Yeah. And and this is just ultimately like the I don't know if it's. Uh, it just feels like it's having less effect, and then I'm just rolling my eyes at like the style of wrestling that Dustin is bringing, and then you know by extension like whatever's going to happen with Cody in this final, 
against Lance Archer. Like, what's he going to have to do to beat Cody? It's like, I understand, you know, when he went through the hell with the with the lashes and all that, and it felt like... The lashes part of that, too. That, it like, was great. That, oh, I thought not, the lashes not, was great. Right, right. But I'm but, saying, like, the lashing also, like, fits into this box of the quote-unquote hyper-violence. Like, that fits into it, too, with the blood. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, and like, they've done it well, and they've done it less well other times, And but the thing is, they do it a lot, or they do it yep. probably more than they should, and they should probably reel that in before they, like, start numbing their fan base to this. And there's a where, literal history in their family, their father, blowing through all these, like, angles so fast to where it's like, there's nothing left, it's exhausting, and then it's just like, oh, here, here they come to, like, what's going to bust them open this time? What what you know is he gonna slip on and you know his wig gets split? It's it's just like like it it, it it's it's getting old. <laughs> yeah. So another thing is like okay, so in the in the semifinal they made someone bleed to set up the heat for the final. So gee, I wonder if someone bleeds in the final, Rich. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on too much blood. And the thing for me was like, I even posted in the uh, the Facebook thread, uh, the discussion thread for the show that episode, and it was like the second he kicked that chair, while and it bounced off of um, Dustin's head, I was like, if he comes up bleeding, dot dot dot, and sure enough, he comes. I'm like, God damn it! I knew they were gonna. I knew this is exactly what they went to do. It was like, why? Like I like I get it, but like, why do you think that's a good idea for right now? And then and you did it that early in the match, and you're about to go another fifteen fucking minutes after pleading. It's like that's okay, and, and, and in front of no crowd. Like, and a lot of people like this. I'm not gonna tell y'all, but this is just for me. What yeah, I'm saying, it's a taste. And, and, and usually, what happens on these things is, I like to joke about it, but it's like always ahead or whatever. They're gonna keep doing this, and and then what's gonna happen is. By the time all outcomes is going to hit everyone else, like yo, they're doing this again, and by that time, I'm gonna just be furious, just like where are we all three, three, six, yeah, three sixty dunking on on everything that has to do with it, and it's gonna be <laughs> like now when they try it with someone else, if they try it with someone else, because you know their last name isn't Rhodes, so they might not you know be afforded such uh, you know creative <laughs> luxury, you know how's that work for them? By that, right. by that point. So and then like, it turns I'm, to a thing of like escalation. It's like you bleed, like if you bleed in the main event, and then you start bleeding in the semi-main event. Then how long before you start bleeding second from the top, and then third from the top, and then next thing you know, everybody's bleeding except for like the first two fucking matches of cards. I don't want that. And I'm not. And obviously, I know that's a sl- slippery slope fallacy. But it's like there's so much history that. There's so much history that points to if you start this, this is where it will be taken to. And you look at all these other promotions, including the biggest rest promotion ever in this country. Yeah. WCW, everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, at the and like you said, at the at very end of the match, like it started, you know, picking up and it got really good. Of course, right. Archer did, you know, that roadblock moonsault, eat your yep. heart out, Undertaker. Um <laughs> Uh, Dustin fired up at the end um, and actually, you know, was wrestling and, you know, they, they put together like, you know, some cool at the end of the match. And yes, of course, uh, Cody had to run out and do his little towel gimmick because he's dedicated to returning towel, throwing the wrestling, going back to <laughs> Dominion 2017. 
seen. Um, you know, now he doesn't want to throw a towel. I see how you are. Look, I haven't forgot. This has always been a heel. Oh, man. Letting his own brother get beat on like this. <laughs> this you- is a bad guy. I didn't bring it up last night, but after uh, the towel got taken from him and then the claw got put on Dustin, and they they cut to Britt, who, like, while we forgot to mention this. Oh, yeah, she clocked that man, she, too. She clocked that man early in the night during the Derby match with the heel because it's a heel using a heel. Get it? So they uh, they cut back to Britt and says, Britt, you say, he should have threw the towel in. That's his brother. That's his blood. And I was like, Britt's the best. She's, she's so shitty. Like, like, think about think about if you're Cody. Like, you made the decision to let your brother do what he wanted, and end up leaving him get really hurt, and he feels bad. And then you have this asshole over the sideline <laughs> with an earshot, talking about how you're a shitty brother for letting it happen. It's like just just, just adding on to the pain. Like, it's just so great. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so yeah, so Archer gets to win. Um, him and Cody had double or nothing. And I think he's going to have to get a shotgun, you know, to, to beat Cody at this point. Uh, I would have Cody win. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I don't know how they're going to get up there, but, like, I'm tired of fucking Cody being positioned the way he's been positioned and he loses big matches. It's time to get off the schneid. So, so yeah, um, this 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 is his time to win. Um, it's, it's, (laughs) it's his turn, damn it. Uh, so, so yeah, that's where I'm on it. And I hope they have a really good match and I hope they decide not to blade. Like I almost would be, all right, let's think about, has there been a Cody match where they haven't bladed? I believe the, like, as far as pay-per-views, pay-per-view. There, I, I know there have been a few. full gear, right? I'm sorry, Revolution. Well, he I don't think got, he got hard weighted. He got hard weighted a Revolution. No, sorry, at full gear, full gear against Jericho. And like the thing is, it happened so early that I thought that this idiot did it did it on purpose, but it was actually a hard way. Not every pay per view bled, or there has been bleeding in every Cody match on pay per view. What about Spears? I don't I don't remember on that one. Oh, you're counting the BR live ones? Well, well, all out was a pay per view. Oh, that was all out. Uh, I don't think so. I think he just dispatched him. So he's well, basically it, like he's three for four for okay. bleeding. And we know that he was bleeding that door or nothing, but um, yeah, it's just I don't know. I'm I'm starting to get just just like if you're wrestling still and bleeding and all that, like that's cool. But it's like yo, if you're just like laying there, like doing nothing, <laughs> just getting fucking destroyed, and you're bleeding the whole time, is it's just a soul suck after a while. Um, I think the one that I think the reason why I stood out for me so much in this match is like it's for no crowd. Mm-hmm. This is for the audience at home to bleed, to bleed like this. I'm like, I feel like it'd be a lot more effective if you. It's one of these things where it's like, yes, we all know that all wrestling is more effective in front of a crowd, but there are certain things that in and styles and things that you do that are like are meant to draw the home or sorry the house audience, which is then supposed to help you at home dig get into it further. And bleeding is one of those things where it's like it's more effective if it's in front of a actual audience. Um, so for me, that kind of stuck out. Um, but and like, yeah, I do. I, but, I'm not, but I definitely agree with you when it comes to like, yeah, they're doing too much blood. Yeah, and, and just that style. Like, I think 
it's gonna sit be... down and sit sit down and pound not ground and pound sit down and pound yeah, yeah. yeah. um so what's next on the uh on the uh oh uh docket? yeah nxt um i'm gonna we're gonna breeze through this uh you say you actually watched nxt this week which is like i did what check what, was, what, got, what got into me <laughs> damn this virus <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so <clears throat> NXT uh, starts off with uh, a, a match of the uh, Cruiserweight tournament. It's uh, Swerve versus Phantasma. They had a they had a match where it's like, wow, Swerve is like one of the best wrestlers in the world, and Phantasma, who is billed as such as well, is just a guy. Um, I this is second match. Both times he has been thoroughly unimpressive. I thought this dude was great. Um, maybe they're still bottling it. Maybe he is being taught how to work. I don't know what's going on, Phantasma. What do you think is, of this match? I mean, he's older. Um, you can throw that in to yeah. you know that. So, and I think he's eventually going to be. He's got a storyline that he's going to be getting into. It kind of seems like. Um, right. Yeah, I thought Swerve was was awesome. In, yeah. In this. So, yeah, so Swerve ends up picking up the win, and then he cuts the promo saying that like I'm not I'm, I lost last the first match of this thing, and I'm not done. So he's one and one, and Phantasma's one and one as well. But he has the tiebreaker over Phantasma, obviously. Um, and then they cut a commercial break to come back, and they show Phantasma kind of um, recuperating after the loss out by the ringside area by the uh, barricades, and then two, the goons that normally run up and you know snatch people after failing to snatch him. Uh, either last week or two weeks ago, tried it again inside the building. He ran the ass off again. So this is, this is unbelievable. Thing. So like WWE How'd they get in the building. Exactly. They've locked this building up. They're supposed <laughs> to be taking Were their temperatures even checked. James? <laughs> no. So like how, where did these dudes just come hey, from? Hey, I can understand. Hold on. Of course. Of course they ain't taking their temperatures at the door. Real niggas just pull up. <laughs> <laughs> so Normally they're in the NFC parking lot. I can kind of live with that, but it seems like there's too many things they gotta, you know, get past before they break out to the right. ring. There, right. like, like who are these dudes, right. man? Like, who yeah. who left the door open for them? Correct. That, right. that, there you go. There you go. Now you're thinking. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. You know, there's no one that left the door open for them. They didn't think of that. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> So then they cut to a Dijak promo where he is basically walking the basically the uh, full cell campus at, during the daytime in a t shirt, dressed like John Cena or or The Rock when The Rock goes to sell some F one fifties, and he, he basically he he basically says um you know Johnny been doing a lot of talk but that's all he's been doing is talking lately, and we'll see how tough he is when he think of this what this baby face line is we'll see how tough he is when he has to face somebody twice his size you who gave him that fucking dumb ass line jesus go ahead rich he called this man short yeah yes he called him short but he's like let's we'll see how tough the bad guy is when he faces somebody twice his size and i say that as me the good guy like you aren't a bully yourself you jerk anyway i don't don't, uh, I don't think that. Well, you know, being being small and meek is bad. You know, in the WWE, you know, if you're big, like Hulk Hogan, hey, you know, hey. I would be saying in the WWE because we got some people that's running our AEW. Uh, I'm sorry, our AEW podcast that thinks the same thing. So I would, I, 
I will be so quick to talk about small people don't, you know. Well, <laughs> Flo- cause Floyd, we, def- Flo- Floyd has been radicalized by, <laughs> by Vince in that thinking for 30 years. Floyd is on that Randy Newman. Sure, people got no reason. Uh, I'm not going to finish the rest. Uh, so then they go to Casey Catanzaro versus Candice LeRae. Candice comes out first. New music. It is generic. It stinks. Um, and they have changed her name from being the Pite Size Pixie, which is something they started running with over the last few months, to she is now the Poison Pixie. Um, now, do you are you familiar? You, I know you don't really watch cartoons, or whatever. But are you familiar with Disney movie and Peter Pan and Tinkerbell? Yes. Do you remember Tinkerbell being anything poisonous? Do you remember ever, ever hearing anything of a heel Tinkerbell? Because I don't know. Yeah, whatever. We'll see what they do. Um, She comes out. She is. um, She almost has like the Bailey starter kit of like having indie gear that looks nice, but is basically for a generic heel. Um, She comes out. Me, this probably just got put together. You know, and this wasn't like no advanced thing where she could get like you know when EO came out. The next time you saw her, she was in like. The right. best ring gear I've ever seen her in, right? <laughs> now, Candace, I don't, I don't detect the same energy. Right. Because um, I imagine if, Can- given Candace's imagination and some of the gear she's worn in the past, I imagine if you give her a chance and some time, the gear she will come out with for, let's say, a takeover or something of, or a big match as a heel, it will look similar to, like, some of the fonts you, was, you would have seen from, like, the Suicide Squad movie from a few years ago. Like, but we'll see what they come up with. Uh, but anyway, she comes down to the ring. Johnny is with her. Johnny is basically putting her over as she is the best wrestler in the world, which I find hilarious, but whatever. Uh, best wrestler in the world. And she's coming, to, but not, she is, she is not doing the talking. Johnny's doing the talking for her, which makes me think like, we are right to think that like, she is not a good promo because they are hiding her from being a promo aside from that one time. Um, I, I, I like Johnny Gargano as a manager. You know, <laughs> we, we can go ahead and just, just Johnny manage. Know. You know, Johnny Manager. Johnny Managing. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. So they have the match. And a weird thing about this match is Candace has the advantage. She works like the bigger person in the match, but she's not necessarily working heel in the match until after the match, right? Like she was LeRae big woman offense. Yeah, I was just, I was bringing that up. She's out here throwing her around. This is like watching Shawn Michaels versus one, two, three kid. This was basically what this is like. <laughs> like I've been, I've been wanting to do break off some of this from my, my whole life, my whole career. Um, and, uh, she ends up winning by, she has a new move. She's no longer doing the Cape Rada finish. Cause that's too flashy. She is basically doing like a arm assisted, curb stomp where she lifts somebody up by both arms and it stomps them into the ground uh got the pin um she leaves the ring with johnny and then halfway up the ramp she turns around and she decides to put uh casey into the gargano escape uh, and she lets go eventually um they cut away um we end up getting a damian priest promo to hype up the main event match uh, it's pretty much a cut up of stuff he said uh, a few weeks before um then we end up getting Matt Riddle and Timothy, Timothy Thatcher in a basically a game show that resembles like the newlywed show. Um, and the host is Byron Saxon who comes down and it was like, Oh wow, this is such a rib because like, you know how to, you know how they think about him. He's basically like playing rank Wayne Brady. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that, but it makes so oh, much sense. I did. And he, and to his, to his, to his hey, he, credit, he, own, he owns that ex- shit. 
He did. Like, he hey, absolutely it, played it, it, it up. If some, like I would shake that man's hand, and be like, "Great job, bro. Keep getting their money. Like if they want you to do this and and, and whatever, like I can't, I can't get mad at Byron Saxon. The suit he wore was so shiny that it either had to be from out of Puff Daddy's. 90s wardrobe, or it had to be from the Platinum Fubu collection. One of the two. There is no if, answer, buster in between. Those are the only two places you can find you can find fabric that damn shiny. Where else can you find it that shiny? Bro, exactly. you, you can't go to Michael's and find none like no. that. You can't, no. you know, no. you, you can't just roll up to 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 the um, you know, the arts and crafts store and be like, <laughs> let me get that. You have to get that custom made. Yes. Um yeah, so they're basically Thatcher is playing the straight man, which is funny because like he's basically doing he's basically filling in and doing the same stuff that like uh Pete Dunn was doing before where he's like, I'm just the person that is like the normal person dealing with the wackiness of, of Riddle and he they're asking these questions like I don't know these questions and then like he would say something like you know I don't know and then the answer would be written down by Riddle is like I don't know exactly exactly right. I know you don't know because we were such a great pair, bro. Uh, so they did a bunch of that, and then all of a sudden Imperium comes out. Uh, Eichner and Bartell and they laid both of them out. They did this spot bro. where they laid out Riddle by throwing him over the barricade into the concrete. The thing is, right? They lift him up and threw him away in the camera shot. You couldn't see the floor, but you, you could hear the, you could hear he land into a crash pad. And then either Night, uh, not Nigel, either uh, Morrow or Beth sold it as like. Oh, right into the concrete. I was like, you can hear the pass <laughs> noise. What? Do you- <laughs> Come on. So there, Come, there we was, gotta edit there, that out. Help them out. There was, there was so much like goofy shit in this segment. I was like, oh my god, Matt Riddle is doomed. The second Vince like finds out about this and learns. He's gonna get all the goofy comedy. Oh, because he's like, oh, it's like the same thing. With Ambrose like, oh, or, or yes. Owens was like, oh my god, he has comedic wit. I'm going to do all the jokey jokes with him. Yeah, yep. you're right. You're right. You're right. Saw that I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but Imperium wasn't playing. Wasn't about none of them jokes because right. they they literally came out dressing all black, right? And, and rolled up and was like, yeah. And that finish that they gave, um, I think it was Thatcher. Just Thatcher, yeah, they gave it Thatcher. Uh, they took out Riddle with the with the, with the concrete uh, crash pad. I loved it. Like it was yeah. like a doomsday device, but it was like a European uppercut or yeah. something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, clean. they're gonna have a great tag match when they get together. Uh, those four. Uh, yeah, I um, I don't know when that's coming. Uh, they didn't say it was next week because I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming next week. We'll get to it, but uh, whenever it comes, it's gonna be great. Uh, so. After that, they showed a Make-A-Wish video package, and then um, they show a Adam Cole promo on Velveteen, basically saying the same stuff he was saying about it for weeks. Like, you don't deserve a title shot, but you know what? You beat me last week on It's a Fluke, but I'll give you a title shot next week. Um, so Velveteen's going to be on air next week. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you look. Hey, y'all seen that conceited meme where he mm, looks away. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing right now. Yeah, so... Uh, then we end up getting um, Charlotte, Charlotte 7,000. Charlotte 7. What's that? That's like our, her ratings draw nickname. Oh, God. Okay. So we get Charlotte versus Mia. <sighs> okay. Mia throughout this entire. Okay. The match starts. Charlotte puts her in a headlock. 
then out wrestles her, then whoops her ass with chops, then like Mia, Mia basically only gets like only has the advantage in this match for like five seconds at a time. It's never for any sustained amount of time. It's more or less like. I hit a counter, I got separation, I hit another move, I'm going to for a third move, I get cut off, I am now getting, I'm now back working underneath again. She, she got, what, what would you say, 10, 15% of offense, in, Bro, of the offense in this entire match? She hit her finish on Charlotte, Charlotte didn't even bump for it, she like no-sold that shit. Well, okay, to be fair, she changed from the soul food to the knee, the knee one. The protect your neck? Yeah, yeah, like remember she used to do the 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 foot. Now it's the, the foot. Knee. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so gotcha. it's, it's I give you, but it's a signature move now. She didn't bump for a signature okay. move. Yeah, okay. it, yeah. She just thoroughly dominated uh, Mia and then got the win. Um, it was a good match, but it was like, yo, this if if this is what they're gonna do with her in NXT, then I wish they they, they had not done this. Like the idea was to try to quote unquote elevate or keep her hot and slash elevate the talent. You're not if you're just gonna mow through Mia like this, then I want now I already know what you're gonna do to EO next week. He's like they might have Boy. a competitive match or they might not. If they blow that match next week, my god. This is gonna give everybody a lot of answers to what exactly this Charlotte thing is gonna be. And it's going to give you know, the folks that like to defend stuff a lot to defend. Yeah. You know. I, I, look, here's the thing. I give it it's a three star match to me, but this cannot be what they do with her. Like Mia is Mia's a mid carter in NXT, the person that that can get a title shot from time to time. Or she's an upper mid carter in that division. I don't think she should be just dispatching upper mid carters like this. I really don't. Yeah. I, I bet Charlotte has like so like Vince probably told Hunter she's going over strong at all costs but or whatever then, but, but and thing. then yeah but you can go over strong without just doing that because that was a, she this was it wasn't a squash match it was it was semi-competitive that's the way i was playing it was a semi-competitive match like there was no doubt on who the better person was throughout the whole match it's also a hill that is no doubt this, the more competitive person and like she, she barely did any selling the whole game huh she was leading by 10 points the whole game. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Um, um, uh, after EO the match, came, came out and said, Sorry, you know, I forgot what she said, yelled at her, said that, like, next week, I'm going to whoop your ass. Um, then we get a uh, Karrion Cross vignette. should have hit her with that, your soul is mine. Isn't Shang Tsung Chinese? He is. That's why it's not, you know. I, I I was just you know thinking, you know. Something should I have? Should like, I edit next- this out? <laughs> I, I was saying like you know, she said next week you're mine, your soul oh, is mine. It's oh, just kind of oh. you know close. So moving on next week, <laughs> um, we get, or sorry, uh, we got a carry cross vignette for for next week to hype his appearance. Uh, we didn't get a Balor announcement. They talked about how we're you know what happened to Balor's locker room last week, and we haven't seen his whereabouts. But you, he'll be back next week, even though there was no update on his health or nothing like that. Um, then we end up getting Dexter Loomis versus Shane Thorne. Um, I thought this was the best Dexter Loomis match I've seen so far on NXT since he's been up here. Uh, so he's been up here for about a year now because he came up. He was one of those people that were in a breakout tournament last year, right? With like uh, ACH and Garza and 
um, not Corey Graves, uh, buddy, buddy that's um, from North Carolina, trained by the Hardys. Really uh, good. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and Swerve. So he uh, he is basically like, I think because of the the thing that they did with Velveteen last week, you're not just you don't know if he's a hill or a face. You just know he's a weirdo. So he's an axe murderer or whatever else. And it, it was cool to see him basically, he, you know, he had his match. He sold. He is kind of similar to, it reminds me of like the old Undertaker matches from like when he was a zombie before 94. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, he basically like he sold, but he sold like it. Oh, that hurt. But I'm about to, you know, get up and whoop your ass. Moves kind of slowly yeah, except for this in action. I, I I thought it was good. I don't think it's like oh my god he's a superstar, but I thought it was a little bit interesting. Um, I, I think that he would be getting that murmured kind of like people would be wondering I think like, so what too. the fuck is this in front of yeah. the crowd? Yeah, this would not be something that was over. People would be like, I don't know yet. Like it'd be kind of similar to like Grimes at the beginning. It was like we don't really rock with this dude, but like he started having bigger matches, so people started like respecting it. And like the thing with his matches is he's having character matches that blow away matches. Like if he can do one of those matches, I don't know if he can. Like if he could have one of those matches, that would definitely ingratiate him to uh, the the NXT live crowd and to the people that watch NXT. so after that, we ended up getting a Keith Lee promo to hype his match uh, coming up in the main event. He talked with a raspy voice to sell the night stick shot to the throat from last week from uh, Damian Priest. Um, then we ended up getting Drake Maverick versus Tony Nese. Tony Nese beat the fuck out of uh, out of Drake Maverick. <laughs> he clobbered the hell out of that dude. Um, you can see, and I don't think the commentary did a good enough job of explaining or, of. of Articulate how bad he's getting whooped because, like, you could see after the some of the strikes across his back that, like, when he got back to the middle of the ring, said out of the corner, you could see the welt, like, the bruise all on his back. Like, he got whooped bad, and then he sold it like he was getting hurt really bad to the point to where he was in tears. And then, um, Tony Nee started like clowning him and talking, about, Are you gonna cry? Are you gonna cry? And then, um, Drake Maverick fired up and then he mounted a comeback, and then eventually he ended up winning the match. Um, yeah, I thought this was very good like selling and fire from Drake Maverick and after watching this is like after last week's match and this week's match like I am very convinced that like this dude needs to be once he's done wrestling or whatever else needs to be working on teaching the future on how to work on stuff besides just the moves of wrestling like he can he can put a very good match together he can tell great stories he can sell his ass off and he's good enough in the ring to be able to do stuff but he's not some super athlete but he can do a lot of very good stuff towards a match like he reminds me of like i wouldn't say he's brian kendrick in the ring as far as that but like like the the stuff of like this is my last shot it feels mm-hmm. a lot like that from the Cruiserweight yeah, Classic like, a few years ago. I like this a lot. Um, and I just got to challenge for everybody. Like, can you name a low-card wrestler that has ever had better gear than Tony Nese? <laughs> Anywhere, <laughs> at any time period. Because I feel like this guy's in a league of his own. Like, he's always busting out new dope shit. Uh, like, someone that's, like, you know, not a, not pushed as a big star right, right. in a company... Someone that's like, you know, in the second match on the card that has come out here and just been consistently as fly as Tony Nese has been for like four years now. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, and, and, you know, but getting to the match, like, 
when he started doing that, were you going to cry and stuff? It was like, oh man, like I, so I, it was it was yes. almost like ew, this thing is icky, but yes. then it's like I felt the same me. way. I'm, I'm like I'm like just work me, whatever. Like, uh, yeah, I was, like I'm like just work, just work me. Yeah, like I was at a point to where like I was starting to I don't know if they were trying to. It, it's really weird because obviously there's no crowd, but like they built this like the beating that he took to the point where it's like you were starting to remember like all, what this dude is going through right now outside of wrestling and it's like they're fucking embarrassing this dude this is and he's on his way out the door he's about to take another fucking loss and then he's gonna do some he'll, he's not tough enough to deal with the wrestling that's why we got rid of his ass and I was gonna be like this is gonna be heat for somebody and I was like this is gross and then he came back and won I was like this is very well done because like, and especially when it's like, there is nobody for them to play this off of to realize when the cutoff point was this is all off a of feel. This was, this was very good. Done. This is very well done. Um, yeah. Then we had to get the main event. Uh, Damien, uh, Damien priest versus Keith Lee with North American title match. I, I really enjoyed the shit out of this match. They, they struck hard. Keith Lee threw, threw him around, uh, there was athleticism. I love these. I love Keith Lee fighting other big dudes in NXT. Like it works for some reason for me personally. Like it all works very well. I know at the very end we're gonna get to the line, but <laughs> but I really enjoyed this match. What were your thoughts on the match when we get to the end? Um, yeah, like I I remember popping um, when he he threw Priest from like the arena portion onto yes! the apron. I was yes! like, what the fuck? Like I was like, <gasps> like right. you know what I, you know like, what I thought. Like when his knee hit the the corner of the apron when he landed on the apron, it made me think of um how CM Punk uh, wrecked his knee or not wrecked but like or tore his MCL on the um the WrestleMania twenty nine elbow off the off the uh, top rope to the table through Undertaker how he landed on the edge and his knee you know his knee went out so he tore his MCL on like landing on the edge of when his knee landed on the edge of the table and I thought the same thing he may have just fucked up his knee oh no but like I, I was super impressed why he was able to throw him that far like that was yeah impressive. yeah same here um but <laughs> here we go so Keith so, Lee... I, so when I was watching this match mind uh-huh. you I, w- I was working at the time <laughs> so I had the volume turned down so it kind of blew past me the first time it okay. happened. I'm like, oh, okay, Keith Lee won. Okay, that was a pretty good match. I go on Twitter maybe a day later, right? Uh-huh. And then somebody is screen this 12-second portion like, ha, 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 ha. What the fuck is this? I'm uh-huh. like, I don't remember what they're talking about. Uh-huh. I click on it. This man comes with the damn nightstick. And Keith Lee, like, Damn near gives him. He's on one knee. Remember the Ronda Rousey block, like the judo yes, block, the rising block on uh, David yeah. Brook. Yes, but it was like it was like slower. So he like grabs it and then he like starts shaking his head and stands up and he's like, <laughs> "I am limitless." And then does his finish. I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so the reason why it's funnier to me is okay. So before to set that up, right? You had the nightstick shot to the throat last week. You had him cut the promo backstage with the gravelly raspy voice right and then this week or sorry, then in the match like they do a spot where like they battle through like grabbing each other's sh- throats for to try to get like a drooling dueling choke slam and then eventually priest gets a, a sit out choke slam and he couldn't get the win so he that's one of his moves so he he freaked out that he couldn't beat the dude with his move so he goes out 
and he grabs the North American title and he grabs his nightstick. He hides the nightstick below the ring so the ref can't see it, and then he throws the uh, belt into the ring for the geek, dumbass ref to, f- to go get it and take it out the ring. So when the ref is distracted, he extends the nightstick and he goes to, you know, basically Triple H sledgehammer shot him in the throat again. And then Keith Lee puts the fist, like you said, and st- or puts the hand up and stops his uh, the momentum of it. And then he gets up and Keith Lee makes a face and he goes like, he shakes his head and he goes, and to me, you made it sound like he sounded like he had a tough voice. To me, it sounded like he had a weak voice. Like he was like, I am yes. limitless. It's a winning move and it Bro, now, I was like, why? I was like, whoever put this together, the agent, I know they've been firing people. Fire this person too. They got to go with them because you want to talk about. Man. Uh, well, you want to talk about how to make someone uncool or the WWE izing of something? There's nothing like blocking a fucking weapon, shouting your fucking catchphrase, and then doing your fucking finish to win the match. There's nothing more more WWE than that. The rich and best part is it sounded like niggas crying when he said this. Yes, yes, I am limitless. I'm like, what? That doesn't even make sense in right. the context. Like. Right. Right. So the thing for me was, I had saw the clip of it before I saw the match. Like, right? Because this somebody had spoiled it for me. And I was like, wait, what? All right, whatever. Right. So, like, keep in mind, this is off the strip, or this is off of like the context of a few weeks ago with the um, people just completely fucking hating the the hell out of uh, Gargano and Champa. So I'm sitting there watching the match, like. Oh God! This is gonna be a fucking disaster, and I'm gonna have to hear this shit from people shitting on it, and people don't like WWE. Or people don't like NXT by extension of thinking like, oh, they're playing keep away for AEW, and I'm like, whatever. I have to hear this shit. So then the match, I'm like, this is a good ass match. This guy's match, and it keeps going. I'm like, oh God, this is gonna be the end. And sure enough, true enough, it happens. I'm like, look, man, here's your three and a half stars. Take your ass on. Get off my screen. Y'all did a good job. That part sucked. I'm only. That, but that was only like 10 seconds, so whatever. So, you know, whatever. It sucked. It, that part sucked. Please go watch this. It's like the funniest thing that you can think of when you think in the context of taking the edge off someone and, like, shoehorning catchphrases and, and the machine being the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, some quick notes we can hit real quick. Uh. uh yesterday was The Rock's 49th 48th birthday, and uh, this week was also the seventh anniversary of the Bullet Club. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I it's it's just it's really weird that like you know you think of people or whatever else, and like obviously everyone gets older, but like I still think of The Rock as like this this like symbol of like youth. It's probably because like you know he's on that anti aging and he doesn't like. He still looks like he's in his thirties. Hey, don't test on Hollywood, right? Yeah, uh, but yeah, like you know, it's cool to see like you know he's super happy and he's doing all this stuff and like he still has a you know relationship with wrestling, even outside of WWE because he loves wrestling so much. Um, people like their to be like hardcores or like they don't believe that he was watching AEW when he said he's watching AEW. Is like okay, so you mean to tell me that you think The Rock lied for a group of fan base that are just basically geeks? All right, super hardcore wrestling fans. <laughs> and uh, what it's going to do is make his life and his daughter's life harder. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, dude loves wrestling. Dude's loving life. Dude has has a great life so far. And, like, it's it's really cool to, like, in this day and age to have, like, um, 
so many people that you grew up idolizing basically like embarrassing themselves or whatever else and like rock got a little stuff here and there but like it's so little that you just like and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we'll talk about it like we yeah. just want to talk about how Largely, awesome the rock is the rock yeah. is the man yeah like, like he's one of he's one of the he's one of the least problematic people uh that are that famous that you can find so yeah i you know sh- shouts to the rock um Happy birthday yeah uh, and do you, do you ever want to see him wrestle again you know what? Depend on on who they do it with. I've always wanted one more Triple H and Rock match for the mm-hmm. for the long to 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 finish both of their careers because you know the Rock's double career retirement started match. yeah like a double retirement match or something like that. Like Rock's career started, Triple H was literally on the other side of the ring. They fought at every level until you know Rock ended up going to Hollywood and then Triple H ascended into you know being an executive. I always wanted uh, them two to actually have a match at WrestleMania. Um, I'm not as much into the Roman Reigns versus The Rock thing because I would feel like it's entirely manufactured. Like I, I wouldn't be able to buy into it really, like at all, be- mm-hmm. because I'm like, uh, it is hard with family feuds sometimes, mm-hmm. and like we know that The Rock fucking uh, probably adores uh, Roman and, right. and and vice versa. So it right. it would be hard for them to do like this, you know, goofy ass storyline. It would feel like Reigns and Goldberg kind of like it's like, come on, man, like. Well, I don't think there would be any substance yeah. there. Like, and to get the substance, you have to like have Rock like actually wrestle more than once, which is like seems like it's out of the question, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, we talk about Rock and um, Rock from WrestleMania twenty seven through twenty nine, and you know, he had that match at Survivor Series with Cena, where he's tagging with Cena against the Awesome Truth. He has the match at WrestleMania. He shows up and makes a save at Raw 1000, where CM Punk lays him out. It sets up the Royal Rumble match. They have the match at Royal Rumble with Punk. They have the match at Elimination Chamber with Punk. And then he drops the title to Cena at WrestleMania 29. Like, we're never getting that that kind of schedule from The Rock ever again. He's so, yeah. like, it's crazy. Like, he's he so became, much bigger now than he was then. Even then, when he was already gigantic. That's crazy, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see it ever happening. But, like... Um, to do that with Roman to, to have it make sense, but you know, I'm not. I'm never gonna be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm. You know, even I'm, I'll never be like, I'm tired of seeing The Rock do part time stuff. Like, nah, like that dude is so beyond the pale of what you know, the Brock Lesnar's or Goldbergs or um, anybody else or Undertaker or, or Triple H of being a part timer is like, nah. I might not even necessarily like it at the time, whatever else, but that's gonna do so much business for them that like I. If you, you can shit on that if you want to, you're just wrong. <laughs> um, no. So, as far as the Build a Club, uh, what seven year anniversary this week? What do you? What are your thoughts, man? Like you, it's like time fucking flies. Like, and you think about like when Bullet Club formed. Like, we weren't even like re- really aware of New Japan. Like, I, as far as like you know, I didn't know of Bullet Club's existence until probably five years or less. Right. Fun, fun story. So you know, I, I've had my catchphrase on a lot of my songs, like "That real." Yeah. Like, I kind of largely adopted that from Bullet Club. Hmm. Like, like at the beginning where they would say, "Like it's real," like okay. something like that. And you know, I've you know kind of put my own spin on it. But um, going back through, looking at you know all the different eras that it's been and um, <clears throat> the impact of Bullet Club, and it's you know ability to create stars the merchandising that's within it um the amount of people in it 
it's like the modern NWO, but way better. Like, like as far as they're like far, yeah, they're a lot like less toxic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and y- you talk about like all the different eras of it, and you know we're still figuring out what this current one is, but it seems like you know a lot of people enjoy it. Uh, yeah. maybe not as much as you know some previous, previous in, ones incarnations yeah but um th- there's a lot you know to be said for a group maintaining like you know guys like Tamatonga being in in there like a core member uh you know Battle of Fale is still there and it's just like there's always this identity that will always be there like in this phenomenon with these shirts they literally set off like a uh, like you know like a style essentially you know for better or for worse but that's where a lot of guys became stars. A lot of guys became stars, not only in New Japan, but around the world there. And it's kind of like this perfect vehicle. You can just stick the next guy in and they can kind of uh, reform the group in their image and it can still, you know, work. Yeah. Um, I didn't fully understand what they were doing when they were doing the elite inside a bullet club thing at a time but now that they do it they did it and what they did with it it makes all the sense in the world um it made everything a clean break for them to potentially leave it gave themselves their own name um, i'm talking about the elite version of it um the bullet club part before then when you know whether it was uh balor or if it was uh, not balor but sorry devitt or if it was uh aj I'm not that familiar with it outside of watching AJ's New Japan stuff, which I've watched very little of it. Um, but it was a super bankable thing that I, you know, you had heard about. And, you know, if you're not super hardcore at the time, like I wasn't a super hardcore fan. It was personally like I, my friends are hardcore wrestling fans or international stuff. But me, I'm still just mostly just onto WWE. And like, so, you know, the name, the name rang out, but like I, didn't have much of a connection to it and then you see the shirts and you see the shirts everywhere you went and like at any of these wrestling events it was like wow these dudes you know these dudes are making a lot of fucking money um and then the BTE stuff that you know that put more of a face to it for me uh and then you know like with Kenny it was like yeah that dude's awesome and um to see AJ come to WWE and make it off the strength of that and then you know when they were doing the Balor Club stuff and they were mm-hmm. teasing Bullet Club and WWE at times. That's how you know, like, <clears throat> you know, you made it when it's like they're teasing stuff off of based off what happened elsewhere because, you know, Vince ain't trying to do none of that shit, right? Right. Um, so, like, to where we now, you know, have, like, that faction is spread out over everywhere in a similar way to, like, the NWO was where, like, you had, like, you had, you had, you had, you had New Japan Muda and shit. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the world NWO Muda and shit at the time, and like it's everywhere from AEW to uh, to WWE to NXT. Like it's crazy. Um, I don't know what's in store for it in the future. Um, I don't know if they need another boost after this. Um, but they're in decent hands right now. Um, I feel like at the beginning of the year. Kenny or not Kenny, um, Jay White and and Kenta, did, you know, especially at the end of the year, like they did very well with it, especially after the heat they were given. Um, it just you know they have to start you know putting their mouth where their money where their mouth is with these matches, uh, and they'll, they'll be fine after that. And I think they'll still be fine even after this. But um, 
I feel like they're going to be a stable that's going to be around for a long time. I don't think they're ever going to get rid of Bullet Club until like it's fully dead. Like they're going to they're, they're like it's like Simon Song is going to have to retire. Or yeah, something. it's going to be like them dudes. All them dudes retire. That's going to be the end of it. It's going to keep going for few, for for years from now. Um, and you know, given by that amount of time, I feel like there'll be more people that'll be back in New Japan. So maybe they'll they'll be able to kind of. Re- revitalize it or whatever else and take it back to the level that it was before um, for in the eyes of uh, the foreign fans compared to the domestic fans but um, yeah I, I I think they built them they built themselves something that lasted and is a lot more effective than what they were trying to go after like yeah it's crazy like it's like we're gonna give this we're gonna <clears throat> give this junior heavyweight like this credit in the heavyweight division so we're gonna like put him with this big you know, motherfucker Fale and, and, uh, you know, another top foreigner, uh, and Carl Anderson. And, you know, uh, we got this other guy, Tamatonga, that's in there with him too. So, yeah. you know, let's yeah, see what but, we get out of this. And then it's led, you know, yeah. look, Gato don't miss. No, he don't, but, uh, it is not a clock. So it's time to get off here and watch some Michael Jordan. So hey. I'll let y'all, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be back and I'll give you the plugs and all that stuff at the end, but I'll also, let you reach. Vote for One Nation Radio in the uh, fantasy draft joint. I thought it already ended. Uh, I I don't know if it did or not. Okay, well, hopefully it didn't end. But yeah, vote. Uh, yeah. we'll be back. Okay, I'm back. I'm doing this during a commercial break. Uh, this is probably yeah. This is nine uh, thirty-two. This is uh, basically after episode or in the middle of episode five. They touch on um, him, Kobe's like interaction during the '98 All Star Game, and then they start talking about dream team, dream team stuff. This is just like, <laughs> this is just the best. But uh, but yeah, that's the end of the show. Be sure to raise on uh, whatever app you're using. Listen to this. Tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at PowerSlam.tv, the sponsor of the show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling, you have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Don't forget to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we have this show, One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping It Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. On every other Wednesday, we have Roman Washington Shit. On Fridays, we have Getting the Ring. On Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. You can see I'm trying to rush off this shit before they come back from commercial break, right? Yeah, I'll holler at y'all. Later. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.